Hey, welcome to the MCU In Review Podcast. We review the MCU old and new. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at MCU In Review. That is one word, ladies and gentlemen, MCU In Review. Give us a like, a comment, and let us know what you think of the show. Hey, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are available. Hey, we're on Stitcher. We just moved to Stitcher as well, so we included that. Thank you, Clinton. Give us a five-star rating on the podcast platform of choice. It goes a long way of getting eyes and ears on the show. So please, if you're if you got the chance, leave us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. I am one-third of your host, Brandon, and I'm joined by my two-thirds, Clinton and Emmy. How are you guys? I'm Ducktastic. What? I what? I'm Ducktastic. You're Ducktastic. Every time you ask me that, I think of the. Have you guys seen the SNL skit with Melissa McCarthy? And they're doing a ranch tasting, and she's trying to come up with a slogan, and she's just, oh, God, it's so good. I'll send it to you guys. I'm sorry. So I'm feeling jacktastic. Oh, great. You bet you it's a blast. <laughs> no one knows what you're talking about already. You got those crickets on hand? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, this intro song's playing, so I can't play it at the same uh, time. With the intro. She did a perfect, like, she's like, I'm going to get the crickets over with when he can't press the crickets. <laughs> perfect. My, my well, evil I don't plan. know. I don't know, but... Um, uh, why can't I think of anything? Oh, you were thinking about should I say it or should I not? And you said it. <laughs> That's pretty good, though. It's that was good. worse crickets than Amy's. So. No, 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 no. Equal. I think you both are on a good cricket. This is going to be a great cricket-filled episode. I can just feel it. <laughs> but um, no, this 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 movie, um, as you can read by the title, if you've already clicked this podcast, we are reviewing black panther um it's hard to believe for one that we're already here you know we're we're reviewing infinity war next week that's crazy for me to think about that's insane insane but it's also crazy very very but it's also nuts anymore anymore? (laughs) that was our next one (laughs) uh mentally unfit uh You both deserve Thank these crickets. You. you guys are one. You're like three for three already. No, I'm just playing. But no, um, this this movie, Black Panther, um, we were going to review it initially uh, when Chadwick Boseman passed away. And we decided not to because we wanted to honor Chadwick and have a full episode dedicated to him. Not kind of loop the movie in with the person. Uh, I think it was important to honor his memory, but also all the causes that he supported. Um, and it was a, it was a pretty emotional episode for all three of us. Um, and then we, we came back to this movie and kind of just, Oh man, it's up next. Um, not going to lie. It, it, it hits you a couple times in this movie and I like doing the before and after, but now that we're two years apart, not much should really change 2008 maybe. Um, but really, um, 2018 and now it's both the same feelings for me. Wonderful movie. Um, this is the first Oscar nominated movie for Marvel studios. The only Oscar-nominated Marvel Studios movie in Black Panther, and rightfully so. The cast is absolutely wonderful. Chadwick is fantastic as Black Panther. Um, just a, it just I I fell in love with this movie all over again watching it. Uh, I was um, just the the soundtrack, 
the beats that it hits, uh, the tone, the words, there's so much dialogue. And, uh, you know, before we went on the air, I was talking to Clinton and Emmy. I, I took so many notes for this movie because there's so many good lines. <laughs> I won't share them all with you or we're going to have a five hour podcast, but it, this, this, you're mo- already on your way. We're already on our way. We are, no, you, it, you are already on your way. <laughs> well, all three of us are on this podcast, so we're on our yeah, way. Yeah, but you're doing all the talking. Well, that's, so. that, yeah, that's, I'm sorry, Clinton. All right. I'm going to turn it over to Clinton since I was talking about what I thought about the movie so much recently I'm always going last that's okay oh Emmy what do you got um I I loved it um not what I expected in any way like I that was not the movie that I expected to see I guess my expectations were completely shattered um it surprised me in a good way um like when he loses the challenge to Killmonger and I'm sure that we'll get into that later so I won't even touch it now but I I loved I think my favorite thing about it was that I loved the impact it had on my students and not just like I obviously like my students who I see every day but like not just my students but kids around the world saw a black superhero and I loved it I think it's Clinton's turn now okay can we turn it over to Clinton Clinton are you okay Oh exactly. yeah, absolutely. I'd be glad. I, I would be glad to tell what I thought. It was a good movie. Really? Well, I was it a good movie, Clinton. No, the- this movie was groundbreaking in a lot of uh, ways, and you know, a lot of what of what Emmy said, just what it meant to so many people, and like you said, a first one nominated that was huge for Marvel. Even though I'm shocked that we didn't get In Game or Infinity War nominated, but. This one deserved to be the first one for sure. Agreed, agreed um, on both yeah. counts. Uh, but yeah, I think the, I don't want to say political, but the deeper roots of what this meant to so many people in their life, I think, <laughs> yes. carried this movie so much. And aside from that, it was just a good movie. I mean, it it was the first time I think I loved, you know, we always talk about the villains, but I did this is the first, I don't know, you felt sympathy for the villain? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there was, it wasn't just I'm evil, I'm bad. Like there, you understood where he was coming from. So that was huge for the, I mean, this movie just checked all the boxes for yeah. me. I mean, yeah. Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger. Let's go ahead. I mean, we're not going to go full in depth. Don't get me wrong, but he was phenomenal. The, I mm-hmm. mean, I agree. You feel sympathy for him. If you have any kind of conscience on you, you realize, I mean, that Oakland, California scene right at the beginning. Um, I'm going to already dive into this movie if I'm not careful. So, Emmy, I know we usually switch to you about kind of the uh, the the project name or the 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 name they used on set for the movie as well as Rotten Tomatoes. So, what you got there? Um, it was called Motherland. That was the working title, and you guys are not going to you're not going to believe this. Critics gave it a 96, and audiences gave it a 79. Really? That's a loaded really? bowl. I'm sorry. <laughs> I looked at that over and over again because every time I would like go back to my notes, I'd be like, no, that's wrong. It's it, it has to be wrong. I'm sorry. I mean, I believe you, I believe your notes, but that there's some hard that does shock me. Okay, because I sorry, go ahead. No, go for it, Amy. What were you thinking? I kind of read some of the reviews and I feel like the consensus was yes, it's a groundbreaking movie. Yes, it's fantastic that we finally have so much diversity in the MCU. But I think that some people were a little bit, I don't think bitter is the right word, but I think that the people who are reviewing it, who I read, it was like, 
Yeah, it's great for that, but the actual storyline isn't great. Really? And I don't know how. I disagree. And I understand that there's some. Haters. People, I, I'm going to disagree, respectfully disagree, I guess, because. This movie is not great, not just because of how groundbreaking it is, even though that is something great off screen. You know, that is something great that you have this cast that is, you know, this was groundbreaking in so many different ways. Don't get me wrong. But the movie, Ryan Coogler, you know, and the directing, it, it is absolutely phenomenal. Like this story hits you, you know, if you don't get chills at least once or twice in this movie, check your pulse. I mean, this, this movie really hits you. It's emotional. It is, um, Makes you think, makes you, you know, put things in perspective. It, it It's more than just a superhero narrative. It's also a world narrative. I mean, some of the, some of the deeper root things that Chadwick is talking about that Killmonger is talking about. I don't, I mean, you obviously just, I'm going to sound bad. You, there's some people that just don't want to educate themselves or look beyond the, the meta look beyond. Oh, it's just a guy in a black Panther suit, blah, blah, blah. He's fighting. This is, this is huge. Emmy, what do you think? I, I will play a little bit of devil's advocate here because I don't think this is going to make my top five. Mm-hmm. Like as good as it is, I think probably top 10, but I, I don't know that it's going to survive top five. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Definitely top five for me. It's, this movie, the character alone, even in Civil War. So I was always excited about Tony Stark mm-hmm. and Iron Man, but when... Um, T'Challa comes on the scene, he becomes my favorite character in the MCU. Really? Like yes. you're talking about when Civil War hit. That's yeah. when he hit, or was it when Black Panther were like the the credits roll and you're like, nope, that's he's the one now. No, Civil War. Just the character, like the comic character of him and the way he was portrayed and done so well. His movement, the way he fights, everything about him, his honor, his dig mm. like I don't know. He's just there's a charisma about it there's a charisma there's almost a regalness but not like in a bad way but just like he does feel royal he feels noble Mm -hmm. he he has a different tone than everyone else you're a bad guy i know he's just hey my name's clint i do not care (laughs) like or i don't care like it's just was that a dig at me no no sorry i know how it seems (laughs) that way and now i just i didn't even realize it did that but it's just this guy felt completely different than anything we had seen prior to. Um, and so I completely agree. So he's your favorite MCU character um, currently. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Amy. Kevin Feige back in February um, with IndieWire, Mark Ruffalo did an interview where he said that um, Kevin Feige was like ready to quit Marvel um, because he wanted black superheroes, women superheroes, LGBT superheroes. Um, and so I feel like we have to give a lot of credit to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that he was hit with a lot of, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Resistance mm. um, from Ike Perlmutter. Mm. What a name. Um, who was the former CEO. Um, he likes to give a lot of money to some people that I do not agree with. Right. Campaigns. <laughs> what not? <laughs> but he is the former CEO. He is not the CEO anymore. Uh, and we have female superheroes and black superheroes and hopefully hopefully someday. Everett Ross? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> My biggest gripe with this movie, if I was going to critique it, would be the CG falters in some spots really? at the very end. And there's a reason for that. Okay. I'm pretty sure I read that the 
because I mean, I mean, the CG is pretty good all the way through the movie, except the end final scene, the subway. That's exactly scene. where my that's oh, I'm glad you said that. So you looked into that. Yeah, from I think uh, it, it wasn't this time I looked into it, but I think from what I'd read in the past, it was actually a scheduling conf- conflict and they ran out of time editing. Oh, wow. For the movie mm-hmm. for the CG department. So I think that was the cause of that. Yeah, Dang. it definitely takes a drop there. Um, I, I'll be honest with you. The whole movie, start to finish, CG-wise, I had zero complaints about except that final subway scene. Um, that I had that in my notes, and that was like my only nitpick in this entire – I wouldn't even call it a nitpick. I, I would say critique. Um, it just feels uh, – that subway scene does – it feels unfinished, I guess is the best way to put it. And now that you say that, Clinton, I, I, it makes perfect sense. And they chose to go with fully CG characters instead of pieces of CG. They CG the whole fight is CG. And they feel it. Besides the close-up. Yeah, they feel Um, CG. You know what I mean? Like, you can tell movements, obviously. Like, you know, CG is still not going to mimic, you know, every little thing. You know, and that's why I think it's, I don't know. So was it even motion capture or do you know? Uh, Not that, not, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense then. That makes sense because like a Thanos works because there's that motion cap suit mm-hmm. underneath all that. And he feels obviously very real. Um, but yeah, um, just insane. So um, Black Panther. Uh, yeah. So the working title was, did you say Homeland or what? A new home or Motherland? Motherland. Motherland. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I do. So um, it also just fun fact. It came out in February, which is Black History Month. which oh. I enjoyed their timing with that, which was probably why they were like, it has to come out in February. Maybe that's why they ran out of time. And Kugler's motivation between the two characters of Killmonger and T'Challa were because they both had the same idea in a sense. One was Killmonger was just extreme. It wasn't like, I want to kill you because you know, you're, I want to show this world how they've trampled us for so long and we're going to come back and fight. It's a it's a parallel between how MLK Jr. and, and Malcolm, Malcolm X, X handled yeah. handled the civil rights movement. That's and he he did that on purpose. And it's done beautifully. Michael oh, B. Yeah. Jordan and Chadwick Boseman both knock it out of the park as both characters. One being the the sensible, you know, but not wrong. Obviously, the sensible well, downplay. Well, T'Challa was wrong in his own right too. He wanted to keep see it. They played off each other so well because even though Killmonger was so bad for Wakanda he opened T'Challa's eyes to a new way of thinking Mm -hmm. um before he was very isolated in Wakanda being a secret and not reaching out and helping yes Killmonger wanted to do it the wrong way Mm -hmm. but he was all about like sending everything out and Mm -hmm. showing them what we're made of but it made T'Challa kind of reason and understand where Killmonger was coming from do you think it was that, or do you think of, it was also Nakia? She was uh, well, she, yeah, that too. She, I think, but, also influenced T'Challa a lot in yeah, his decision making. But whole, I mean, when T'Challa goes off on in the ancestral plane the second time, oh, beautiful! Scene. And he goes off on all of them. Mm-hmm. Like it took Killmonger coming and learning what Killmonger went through as a child to understand that viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying, right? No, and that that scene where he goes back to I, uh, you know, he goes to the as it's the ancestral plane, correct? Uh, yeah. Yes. So I mean, he goes to the ancestral plane a couple of times and visits his uh, father, and uh, it, it's it's just 
I don't know. It's it's pretty intense what he says. You were wrong. All of you were wrong. To turn your back on the rest of the world, you let your discovery stop us from doing what is right. No more. I cannot stay here with you. I cannot rest while he sits on the throne. He is a monster of our own making, and I must take the mantle back. I must. I must right these wrongs. And, I mean... I don't know. He realizes he's the reason Killmonger's the way he is, is because the way his father handled it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's intense and you get that opening scene not to go back, but that opening scene in Oakland, you know, where there's in you know, in Jobu, I believe his name is. And like, just, he, he's, he's kind of doing reconnaissance work and it's, it's, you know, like instead of handling it the way they should have and talking things out and leaving the child, like that's uh, as bad as everything was leaving the child just kind of. Mm-hmm. And he said, like when Killmonger says, I found my father with Panther, uh, like a Panther claw in his chest or something or a Panther mark in his chest, you know, symbolizing, I knew he died from your hands, you know, and it's, you know, I, I'm exercising my birthright. You can't argue against any of the How anything you, he's yeah. saying. You can't. <laughs> yeah. Um and that's that's what makes a good villain. We talked about it with Loki at times. We've not as much, but you know, still you can kind of with how he was treated by Odin, we have sympathized with that character. We've sympathized with Vulture. You know, he's just trying to provide for his family. Yeah, uh, y'all did. I didn't so much. Yeah, we mm. should we should have had a Clinton's court. I mean, court I understood your point. <laughs> we should have had a Clinton's court on that. But but Killmonger <laughs> Is another one of those villains. Yes, and they start at the the beginning of the movie showing you showing you him as a kid you and tell, what he went through. You're so telling you his story. Feel that, mm-hmm. right. and it started out in Oakland, which is Ryan Coogler's birthplace. I did not know that. Oh. And if I'm not mistaken, is the birthplace of the um, Black Panther movement. I did. That I, sounds that right. Someone <laughs> sounds right. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that's right. And in 1992, and just in that scene, really quickly, just I love how they open the scene too, where like a young Killmonger's asking his father to tell him the story of home. And Oakland Oakland is where the Black Panther movement started. And we learn of the warrior Black Panther, the the protector of Wakanda, you know, and as the country thrived, the world around it descended into chaos. And that opening, it almost feels like, you know, like sand, like uh, sand in an hourglass making all these images. It's really beautiful. And like, you know, I, I absolutely love that scene. And you hear in the background, Sterling K. Brown is in Jobu talking about the homeland. It's the most beautiful like <laughs> intro. I don't know. I just really enjoyed that. That was really, really well done. The, it was really pretty. Yes. It was beautiful. Very beautiful. The sand is basically vibranium infused dirt where the meteorite hit. That's awesome. And the tech that they use, if you notice, it's the same tech. You know, the intro shows all that black sand and mm-hmm. how it's Correct. telling a story. But when he like calls to um, Okoye, it's that same. It's that black sand stuff when mm-hmm. he's talking to her. Yes, and when I saw that. When he's about to infiltrate the army for You're talking Akina. about when, when they hold their mm-hmm. hand out and they have like yeah. almost that. Yeah. mobile. Yeah. And t- then when yeah. he's about to infiltrate the army to get uh, Nakita. It's that black sand on the ship, too. So that's something mm-hmm. that they've had their whole. And I love that both we saw the opening credit, or not really credits, but the opening scene start with that, and the credits, like the initial credits, start with that same material, which is really, really the, cool. The car that um, Sherry drives and the the Everett Ross flies that ship, mm-hmm. like the seats that they're sitting in, 
Yes. Like it's created out of that Same. too. Good catch. Yeah. Good catch. Did you know, I loved how similar the T'Chaka looks to T'Challa when he's younger. T'Challa, T'Chaka, the younger T'Chaka the young, is, yeah. is his son. The son Did of the, the actor, I believe. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. The guy that plays the son is also Correct. the real son. Correct. Or plays the younger version of him. It's Which just, is really awesome. the real son. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, Forrest Whitaker, I think the kid that plays young Killmonger, his last name is also Whitaker. They're not related. But they're not related. But they were both born in the same year. His yep. Forrest Whitaker's actual son and that kid were born in the and same And what's year. weird is they kind of look alike. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't know. It's, I figured they were related. That is awesome. So, yeah. We have to talk about casting. But, you know, no, the casting from top down. I mean, obviously, we start with Chadwick. I don't know where you start except the title character. And Chadwick Boseman, this was the title of his lifetime. This is the one thing that tweet mm-hmm. when he, when he unfortunately passed and his family shared that tweet on his account. Black Panther was the role for him. That's the one. He took so many different roles, you know, from Jackie Robinson to, you know, just so many iconic characters and in real life human beings. And Black Panther was the one he took the most pride in. And his performance to me, it's it's it uplifted the entire movie, in my opinion. He had Mm -hmm. a lot of say so on set too. apparently. Mm -hmm. Well, not I mean, he gave recommendations and they followed through with him. I'm pretty sure the accent they used was his idea, his idea. He had a lot like even that Ryan Coogler post when he passed. Ryan Coogler shared a lot of the behind the scenes of Chadwick made that movie. It wasn't just he sat there and he said his lines and he held. I think he actually had that accent the entire time filming and recording on set. If that's correct, he's kind of like a method actor almost a little bit. He like, he kind of dials into that voice and that kind of, and I thought that was wonderful and a beautiful voice that he used for, for the nation of Wakanda. So, Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Black Panther, obviously we go with Killmonger, Michael B. Jordan. Uh, insane, insane. I, uh, <laughs> What are you thinking, Emmy? You got a face. I got I to gotta call to you. I mean, absolutely perfect, I feel like, portrayal. Like, he, you can feel what he's feeling. You can see his anger. You can see his frustration with the system. I mean, he plays that part so beautifully. Right. And he's a beautiful man. <laughs> I, that's what I thought the look was for, honestly. So <laughs> I was nervous when they said they cast him as Killmonger. Really? Initially. Really? Until I saw it. Yeah. Uh-oh. I don't, I don't know. You just didn't know much I about I think I just, well, I, I think I was a little burnt by Fantastic Four with him. Uh, you see? Cause he was the human the torch. Human torch. Was he? In which yeah. one? Emmy. Terrible one you should never watch. Fan I haven't stick. seen any of the Fantastic Fours because I've heard nothing but bad things about them. Why would I watch a movie? That's I take that back because I actually watched a movie on Disney Plus the other day called Zombies. And it's about a, oh my gosh, I can't even get into it. It's absolutely awful. And you bet your ass it's a musical. <laughs> it was, uh, it was like, uh, a cheerleader falls in love with a zombie because zombies don't eat brains anymore. Oh my god, it was so bad. It was so bad. Anyway, so I guess maybe next did, I did you watch guys, Fantastic Four. Did you don't watch Fan Four Stick? Don't do it because they're going to reboot it in a couple of years. I don't want that bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, don't do that. But I, 
Yeah. Oh, have you guys Disney Plus? Since we we were talking about that, and I'm sure we all streamed it to watch the movie. Uh, have you guys watched the movie? It was a made-for-TV movie uh, called Brink. <laughs> that was like my favorite Disney movie back in the day. <laughs> Brink. I, yeah, that's they, a hockey movie, right? No, they're rollerblading. It's oh. like, <laughs> hey, hey, brah, what are you doing, brah? Oh, if you guys need a good laugh, if you like, want a drinking game, like how many times I say brah, uh, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> And they're not talking like bra and panties. Uh, that's I knew you were going to go there, and I almost said no, not like that. But then I was like, no, I'm going to, yeah. But it's it's so it's Given the benefit of the doubt. Haven't you learned anything? I have not learned a thing. <laughs> but no, it is uh, one of the most hilarious movies in the entire world. They're like, hey, you can't skate here, bruh. What do you mean? We've got a plan for the games, man, and we can't have you snarfing up all of our turf. And they're like, we're not snarfing it. You're the you're the doop-de-loo and like i don't know it's all skateboarding <laughs> and rollerblading i don't know i'm old now but like it's it sounds hilarious brandon uh, amy laughed so thanks so, <laughs> because he called somebody to scoopy i'm telling you that's it so uh, way back in 1960 whoop de doo yeah <laughs> 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 it's not good it's not good so uh anyway yeah i well we're, if we're gonna talk about classic disney movies my favorite was always the 13th year about the kid that if he gets wet he turns into a mermaid <laughs> you guys have never seen the 13th no, year i've never seen the 13th year so. okay, well nobody's seen brink either well <laughs> i wasn't making fun of you why are you so defensive i just was laughing at this the premise of him getting wet and turning into a mermaid not no, yeah, a movie that everyone's defensive today I couldn't remember <laughs> no one's heard of brink. It was, it's not on disney plus and i thought it would be but i guess it wasn't a disney movie but i didn't pay attention to that when i was little do you guys remember little monsters yes Somebody was just talking about that on a podcast today where they He's under the bed and they takes him to that world. Oh, never mind. No, I'm out. No, no, <laughs> I'm gone. Sorry. <laughs> no, the one I was I think listening it was to called it was Little like, Monsters. If you they they like couldn't exist in the dark. They like, I don't know. They got really this, tiny. <laughs> no, this one. We're on a podcast, Clinton. No, this one to you guys. Oh, <laughs> OK. So for listeners. No. <laughs> For listeners, Not you just clue. showed us an avatar with a mohawk and horns. No, this was before Avatar, okay? Mm. It had Fred Savage in it. Yeah. And Howie Mandel. Yeah, that sounds like a it, something I would actively try to avoid. Like, you can tell our age gap right here. are missing out. What is this, a 1972 <laughs> movie when you were a child? What is this? <laughs> you can go to hell. <laughs> Back in 1970, oopsie daisy. <laughs> Um, there is a uh, gosh, and I'm going to butcher this name and I'm going to apologize. So I hope you do. Well, it's, I think it's Lupita Nyong'o and she played Nakia and I thought she was wonderful as Nakia, very soft spoken, but I mean, from the very beginning when she's, you know, working, like, I don't know. I just thought she was the perfect strength with Black mm -hmm. Panther. Um, and I really enjoyed her performance. She was, yeah, one of the, she was a really strong feminine voice. Yeah. Like, and she, I mean, you could tell that she was a warrior, but she wasn't in warrior mode 100% of the time. And I liked that kind of balance between, yes, I'm a strong ass female, but watch me rock this dress. <laughs> right. And she, she did. She left the fighting and fought more on a different level. Yes. Like she mm -hmm. was fighting for freedoms of people and yes. equality for people. Yes. Yes. Very well said. Agreed. Um, I know. <laughs> humble, 
as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, humble, very much like myself. <laughs> yeah, but also speaking of strong females, we're going to talk about two in particular here as well, back to back. But Danae Guerrera, I believe, as a Koye, uh, mm-hmm. absolutely wonderful. I think she also on The Walking Dead plays uh, Michonne. Michonne, yes. You? Yeah. Sorry, you brought it up last time that Carl Urban looked completely different with a bald head. Uh, Tilda Swinton, same thing. See? I did not know until today that that was Michonne. You did not. Could not tell. Well, I guess maybe I just haven't researched it. But like, shaved heads tell. will change people, man. Uh, Jeff Bridges in Iron Man Two, yeah. one, yeah, Iron Man One, Iron Man One. I'm yeah, and I'm sorry, but she. I feel like she started the trend during quarantine where like people are just shaving their heads because Aussie just shaved her head. I mean, people can rock it. I mean, it oh, looks yeah. good. So Britney Spears did it before everybody is what you're saying. That is true. That yeah. is true. Yeah. Trendsetter. That's... But nobody did it after Britney did it. Yeah, they did. It, after is right now. <laughs> well, okay, but not like right after. Oh, right yeah, after. That was like... 2007. <laughs> yeah. Clinton was like on the I, spot. I know the year that Britney had her mental breakdown. Should you have just left Clinton to like, I would have loved to see him. Just, I don't know. <laughs> I know it's been some years. I love, I love that those things that are like, if Britney made it through 2007, then you can make it through your more boring meeting or like, if like, honestly, Britney they should have, strength. they should have had Britney Spears play one of the warriors in this, you know, one of the girl warriors. Stop. <laughs> Oops. Stop. I did no. it again. Oops. I stabbed him again. It would be yeah, really, really emotional. <laughs> yeah. She, she would have uh, killed it. Ah! Oh, I don't have it ready. Um, you deserve that one though. I'm sorry. Um, uh, but another one who is arguably my favorite character in this entire movie, uh, Letitia Wright Shuri. Uh, she she was absolutely wonderful, brilliant. Uh, her performance as not only little sister at times, but also mm-hmm. the head of the techno- technology department of Wakanda, both believable at, at, at every single time. Um, the joke where she's talking to him, she goes, I made these shoes where they're completely soundproof and you can't hear a thing. Guess what I call them? sneakers I, I was like oh she's brilliant i i just i i fell in love with this person the moment she started talking the moment she flipped off her brother mm-hmm. uh if if you're not a fan of shuri i don't know i i'm their just, chemistry as brother and sister was right on off the charts yes. off the yes. charts and and I, her I brain makes tony stark look like he makes things out of cardboard Tinker toys like, yet. i mean she is genius and she's yes. so young yeah, and yes. that's I want to see her in a. Well, did she? I think she did talk to Banner in Infinity Wars. She's like, "Why didn't you connect this to this?" And she's saying mm-hmm. it way more smart than me. And Banner goes, "Because we didn't think of it." <laughs> like, yeah. and it's like you never have seen Banner say something or act that way in response. Uh, Letitia Wright, Shuri, out of this world. What were you thinking, Amy? I loved that they used her to kind of bridge the gap between. Like you have this like royal, like ancient kind of ritualistic vibe, but then she obviously watches vines because she makes that reference to like, what are those? Yes. And like, you can tell that she's a modern teenager. And I loved that, that aspect of it. Like Mm -hmm. this is not Wakanda cut off from the rest of the world. She's still um, absorbing the same content that probably some of my kids are absorbing. She probably does TikTok dances. Actually, no, she's probably smarter than that. (laughs) We can't, I can't praise Ryan Coogler enough 
for the whole aesthetic of this movie mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it was such a blend, like you were talking about just now, Amy, of like tribal warrior, yes, you yes. know, African culture mm-hmm. to modern futuristic, yeah. yeah. And it was um, inspired by uh, uh, it's called something. Well, I'm sure most things are. Yeah, so art, art, uh, imitating life. Art Deco. Why didn't I write it down? But it's exactly that's exactly what it is. It's a blending of what Africans would look like in the future, mm-hmm. like futuristic Africa. It's a style. It's called something, but I can't think of the word. But he captured that so well on film. Mm-hmm. The city. I mean, when we first come into the city at the beginning, it feels real. Everything feels real. Yeah. This, I mean, it's like a city like New York, but it's also covered up with greenery and And you see the wildlife running through. And then you also, I mean, it's just such a spectacle to see how they blended that so well. Mm -hmm. No, I can. Every tribe when, um, when he's fighting to become, oh my, the tribes are Mm -hmm. actually represented by actual. African tribes, like mm-hmm. his inspiration for every one of them, the blue, the red, the green. Uh, and did you write them down, Amy? No, I didn't. Cause I looked but... it up and it, it, each one, it represents an actual tribe. And I did not know that it's taken from like their culture, like the, the red tribe, like the real tribe in the world uses red clay mm-hmm. on their hair. And mm-hmm. like each one had their own, Thing they represented and I thought that was beautiful too. Can we go to, since we were talking about, you know, the tribes and there are five tribes in this movie. Um, I really want to go to the, the first challenge when uh, it's almost like, okay, it's accepted, you know, uh, I almost said Chadwick. <laughs> it's accepted that Ch- T'Challa has taken over the throne. All five tribes are going to say, okay, yep, here we go. We, you know, he gets a thumbs up from us. We, we, <laughs> this corset is uncomfortable. I want to go home. Can we wrap this up? Yeah. We do not <laughs> have. Again. They've got to get home and watch TikTok or Vine. Right. The tribes will not challenge today. But then we see Winston Duke's M'Baku. M'Baku. And, mm. and he's of the Jabari and he challenges and he it challenges and he's like, what are you doing? Doing here, they ask, and he. I love this. He goes, It's challenge day. We have watched and listened from the mountains. We have watched with disgust as your technological advancements have been overseen by a child who scoffs at tradition. And now you want the nation to over uh, to hand this nation over to a prince who could not keep his own father safe. Hmm? We will not have it. I said, We will not have it. I. Mbaku, leader of the Jabari. And immediately T'Challa says, I accept your challenge. And just the theatrics, the movements of the crowd, the way they're dancing mm-hmm. and they're moving and the, the on the cliffside, and it's beautiful. Gosh, it's one of the most stunning scenes in all yes, of yes. Marvel Studios. And that challenge fight, um, you know, he said, glory to Hanuman. And they fight, and there's a beautiful, and there's no powers, no claws, no special, special suit, just a boy, not fit to lead, as Umbaku screams at T'Challa as he's down. And T'Challa, as he does, continues to fight back and actually gets him in a triangle choke right on a, on a waterfall. And uh, you have fought with honor. Now yield. Your people need you. Yield, man. That is T'Challa's response to him. And M'Baku ends up tapping. And we do see the official coronation of the king of Wakanda, T'Challa. 
beautiful, <laughs> beautiful scene. Absolutely love it. when they're coming to the location in the, in the boats and they're just kind of, and they're dancing and like, they're just all moving and it's, it's just, and Shuri is smiling with her mother and they're just, they're, it, it's a celebration. It's a celebration mm-hmm. and it looks like more than just a celebration of this, but a celebration of tradition, life, love, mm-hmm. and you know, family. And I, that first challenge scene is everything to me. It's one of my they favorites. They didn't expect a challenger. No, they didn't. Yeah. And they and got then one. Baku shows up. And it's, and it's um, beautiful. I mean, it's the absolutely way, the, Even the fighting style it shows them do. Because mm-hmm. his fighting style is a little different than it is in the Black Panther suit. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. I, I do. Distinction. The um, couple things about this scene. So the Umbaku in the comics is actually called Ape Man. Yep. And uh-huh. they changed that, obviously, for... Wise choice. Yeah, very, very wise they choice. They didn't want it to be used as a derogatory. No. Yeah. Nor and um, the uh, the joke they make when they have to go back to him later, and he says, "Feed," talking about Everett Ross, feed, feed him, him to, to the children. children. Yeah. Because they were cannibalistic in the comics, too. So that was a joke on oh. a joke on that. Good catch. But something else that was really cool here, if you notice, like the when when he's got him in that bear hug and he's like when Umbaku's got him in the bear yes. hug. Okay. <laughs> got real excited there. Um, and his head's leaned back and he sees his mom upside down. Mm-hmm. He's a you think he's about to get killed or whatever. Then he comes back and beats him, obviously, like you just described. Well, later when we see Killmonger into the throne mm-hmm, room, mm-hmm. it starts out upside down because mm-hmm. he is dead. So it's a disorientation. It's a play from that of being I disoriented. Also, I also took oh. a look. I also took a look when that scene, because I've always loved that scene where mm-hmm. um, Killmonger's entering and walking towards the throne and everything's upside down and they're flipping it upright. But I always thought like Wakanda's upside down. Wakanda yeah. is flipped on its head. You know, like the symbolism of it's everything has been flipped on its head. There's a new ruler. You know, I, I love just that piece of cinematography of what that was telling me was so wonderful. I, I, I always appreciated that. And that's a touch by Ryan Coogler. Always appreciate it. And it's it. like, a that's what's happening with him when he sees his mom. It's a wink to what's to come. Yeah. I would say it's going in a different direction, though. Because if, if Killmonger is putting it on its head, then it should go the other way. Just that it's upside down. Yeah. Just, okay, okay. Yeah. That it's flipped. Exactly. Um, I didn't get to talk about the waterfall scene, and I have a lot of thoughts about it. No, go for it. I, first of all, you said it's a beautiful scene. I mean, the fact that it's on a waterfall is beautiful. And then all the costuming department did absolutely amazing. Didn't they, I mean, didn't they win an Oscar for that? I believe. Did, yes. Yes. I'm, I'm pretty sure they did. And they deserved they won it. something for, it. I don't know if it was an Oscar, but they did win an award for, I'm uh, pretty sure the it was costuming. Yeah. yeah. It, it was wonderful. Sorry. I mean to cut you off, but keep going. No, that's totally cool. I, I love the colors. I love the dancing. Um, I love that it showed different cultures, different religions, different languages. It was like, there's so many, like, because Africa is so, it's such a huge continent. Like there's so much going on there and there is disagreement every once in a while, just mm-hmm. like we saw where somebody challenges. Right. Um, I loved like the ritualness of it. Just it's, real, it's cool. Just, just real quick. I looked it up. Best costume design. They did win. Black Panther won for that. So sorry. Keep going. The, the Oscars. Yes, they did. Good. Yep. Good. Um, I need to confess, and I know this never happens, 
that I had everyone's name wrong in this movie. It was just without subtitles, I think. And I don't think I've watched it with subtitles before. It was really hard to keep up with names that were unfamiliar to me. Right. Um, oh, there was something else I wanted to say. You don't have any in your notes? <laughs> no, you guys were talking and I wanted to interject and say something. And then, you know, uh, you can always on. interrupt us. I know. I know. And I do quite often. No, you're good. <laughs> you're good. Well, if, if, um, if it comes Sorry. back to us, we can, we can roll with that. Um, but no, I, I really thought, um, just that entire scene was really beautiful. And then right after that, we see him enter the ancestor planes and talk to his father again, you know, this hit different this time. Sure did. Sure did. Did y'all feel. So he comes into that ancestral plane and says, I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. And I, I got choked up there because I was like, we weren't ready for you to go Chadwick. Yeah. Like that hit, that hit hard. And I love the response, though. I'm not ready, Baba. And he goes, have you not trained? Have you not studied? And he goes, no, that's not what I'm... I'm not ready to be without you. And a man who has not prepared his children to be without their father has failed his children. Have I ever failed you? Never. You are going to struggle. Surround yourself with people you trust. You are a good man with a good heart. And it is hard for a good man to be king. And then uh, he comes back after that. But it is uh, just, it does. This whole scene hits different, obviously, due to the circumstances surrounding, you know. Um, it, it's it's a beautiful scene, though. It's a real beautiful scene. And, uh, you know, uh, you could have, I don't know, just very, very sad. Very, very sad. It was, it was, a, it was a really, it was a good scene. Um, I don't know. It, it's It's nice to see him talking to someone that he didn't think he would be able to see again and kind of getting that comfort knowing that he was going to be a good king and he was ready. The first thing, because obviously we saw in Civil War where he lost his father, but mm-hmm. the moment he sees him again, he kneels and cries, like immediately mm-hmm. falls to his knees and cries at his father's side. That hit me hard. Like, yeah. because the emotion of I failed you, the emotion of you should still be here with me. I, I, you know, and a lot of us don't get that closure. A lot of us don't get that time. And just to see that represent represented in a movie was just heart wrenching uh, and, and very beautiful at the same time. So, I mean, we all want to visit those that we, we can't say those goodbyes to have that moment. And uh, you know, even, when T'Challa comes back from the ancestral planes and he's like breathing and he's like, I saw him, I saw him, you know, he's just relieved and happy and breathing. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's just gorgeous filmmaking. It's beautiful storytelling. It's almost like getting, he's going there to get his blessing from there, from the parent. Yeah. Cause that happens to Killmonger too. He sees his dad. Oh, that hits hard too. Yeah. Um, But I like the contrast that, that Black Panther went to, like a it wasn't even a future it was like uh i don't know some like ancestral plane really and killmonger went to the past if that makes sense he went to where his father passed you know what i mean and because you could still see like the purple hue from the ancestral plane but yeah he was in that apartment in oakland again and to me that's where he last saw his father so how appropriate to see him again there Uh, you know and, and i thought that was interesting very interesting but Black Panther didn't go to the UN building where Zemo set off the bomb. 
Right. Well, the ancestral plane is the place where the former Black Panthers dwell. Right. So, so even so, that purple hue in the background. So technically, it wasn't the ancestral plane at that point. Then maybe it was just you know they don't really differentiate that too much. Yeah, because I mean, you see it through the window. That's, that's in the background of the the city too. When Killmonger sees his dad, that's what I mean. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's just a it's just a plane of former people but the one chadwick was at or t'challa was it's the, the former it, black panthers it's the robert oh. Downey jr we're gonna okay, have this problem because okay. I've, I've almost called him chadwick like 500 times you know like t'challa like this is going to be the robert Downey jr tony stark you know situation so yeah yeah um can i tell you guys uh uh something yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> Can I? <laughs> that was such an awkward trip. Real you, quick, the ancestral plane wasn't in the comics. It was called the Dajala, Dajala. Mm. It was a world where they could get uh, wisdom from their former uh, people that had passed. Gotcha. That's cool. That's really cool. Oh, people, not just Black Panthers. Ancestors, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Um, I forgot this is my confession that's a better that i won't just tell you guys something this is my confession i forgot about the romance in this movie really yeah i did what between him and nikita yeah nikia nikia um it wasn't forefront though no it wasn't and i guess that's probably why i forgot about it but i like it was almost cute yeah it was like flirty and yeah you could tell they had a history but they were still staying focused on what was in front of them. Yeah, especially mm-hmm. that scene where they m- meet up with uh, Claw or try to interject. The Claw is back. The <laughs> Claw. The Claw. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm going to get you. It's the Claw. Uh, oh, if we don't review Liar Liar, I don't know what's wrong with us. But there, there's a, a really cool, like, where they're talking and kind of going back and forth. And, like, uh, that's when uh, Okoye says, let's focus on the task at hand. Like, they're almost flirtatious with one another. And mm-hmm. Okoye is trying to bring them back and you can really see that history there as well he's trying to make her a queen and she said no nah, yeah nah, nah brah i don't need it nah brah i'd rather that. be skating at the skating rink brah <laughs> i like how she's like if that's what i wanted because yeah i i don't know i Speaking like that of, assertion there ain't one damsel in distress in this damn movie this has no. the most badass women in the whole mcu in it thank you all the Literally way around written down word for word yeah so many badass females in this movie and i liked that the um oh i got my thought back but hold on <laughs> hold on uh, it's probably gonna go again um <laughs> i liked that <laughs> you locked that. Lost you, another one. You locked that. Black Panther is protected by a group of women. Yes, yes, that, that, yes. I knew that's what you were going to say because it stands out. Yeah, I yes. think it's the door, door Milaje. Yes, correct. The warriors that surround him. Yes, it's it's phenomenal. I mean, it's still a little sexist in a sense if they're not allowing men in, but. Uh. I wouldn't shave my head either, so I, I don't want to be a part of it. So, um, well, okay. they take Sorry. pride in that. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm, I'm just, I wouldn't because I don't. Like Britney did. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Brave Britney. Um, and, and that I, was where a lot of the influence came from for this movie is Britney Spears, which I think. <laughs> yeah, <is. laughs> yeah. Actually, Britney got it from the comics. She just wanted to be a Dora Milaje. 
And a lot of people are like, why did she take that umbrella and smash it through the window? That was the door Malachi spear. That was her spear. spear. That was her spear, guys. <laughs> oh my gosh. We've just yeah, figured out 2007 Britney. Yeah. She was trying to get the claw. And if Britney Spears wants to be a part of the podcast and talk about her door Malachi experience, she is more than welcome to join us anytime. <laughs> that is an open invitation, Brittany. <laughs> I'm sure you're listening. <laughs> Instead of saying meltdown anymore, I'm going to start saying I have, I'm having a door Malachi moment. <laughs> <laughs> a Britney Spears door melange moment, please. Nope, just door melange. Just, just door Let melange. people put it together. Okay, sounds good. I mean, you know, Britney Spears is having a kind of weird year. I follow her on, on Instagram. And you know what? Her listening to this podcast, I feel like it's not outside of the realm of possibility. Oh, really? Like, stranger things have happened this year. <laughs> well, if you're famous and uh, you listen to this podcast, thank you. <laughs> Glad you're, you're listening. You're welcome. <laughs> Did you get your um, thought back, Amy? Yeah, I did. Thank you for getting us back on track. <laughs> Clinton's like, this is going to keep going off the rails. I got to get us back. <laughs> yeah. When we were talking about the waterfall scene, um, one of the things that I really enjoyed about this whole movie is that it shows a different side of Africa mm-hmm. because we get a lot of movies, I feel like, that are, you know, like Hotel Rwanda and like, you know, there's all this awful stuff happening, you know, the the it just it doesn't look like a place that you would want to visit, a place that you would want to go. Mm-hmm in a lot of movies. And this was like, this is Africa. This is regal. This is beautiful. Um, we've got, you know, like this beautiful landscapes. We've got all this, just, I don't, it, it, it's a different side, all this culture, all this, just, I don't know. I, I liked that aspect of it. And um, whenever we did the, the Chadwick Boseman episode, I was reading about how a lot of people like felt that, like this is a different side of Africa that we don't get to see a lot in cinema. Yeah, and it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, yeah. I, I d- as much as you like waterfalls, Emmy, though, do not go chasing them. No, uh, never. Yeah. That did not work out for T'Challa after his fight with Killmonger. <laughs> God. Wow. What? I really, I really wished. I really wished that there was actually it did work out. The water saved him, and he got frozen over with. So the go chasing waterfalls. Nah, I guess. Wait, so is the song <laughs> Go Chasing Waterfalls? You'll be saved by a river, and Mbaku's guys will lift you up. I, that was terrible. I'm sorry, but that was all I got. Yeah, I was kind of, I was kind of feeling it. Thank you. Well, that was pretty uh, catchy. Appreciate it, guys. I mean, you really can't do wrong with that song. No, that you really can't. Good. If you, if you don't like that song, <laughs> the minute Man. you hear the music. <laughs> Man, I was like ready. I was like, let's go. <laughs> We're going to get copyright stricken how beautiful that was. Like, that was definitely the song. <laughs> I wish that there was somebody who worked on this movie because I know that we've done Chase Flowers and Chase Paris. I really wish that there was somebody whose name was Chase Waterfall. <laughs> <laughs> let's just make it up. I didn't write down any credit scene, so you can make it up. You can take my one spot and just make up that. So, visual effects artist about- Chase Waterfalls. <laughs> so, sorry. Can we talk about the club scene and the car no. chase scene well that's well no. I, I did want to get to that as well because first off ulysses claw returning anthony uh, or andy circus returning as ulysses claw i think he dialed up to 10 with this one <laughs> i thought he was even better than age of ultron um he was absolutely wonderful uh he made it rain <laughs> in the club scene but <laughs> but uh, he's like i made it rain and like the mixtape part was so funny to me i don't know why he's or he's like you got a hell of an entourage there. Uh, you got a mixtape. Your and he's like, "Oh yeah, I do. Would you like to hear it? I can send you the SoundCloud link if you'd like." And he goes, "No, I don't need your." <laughs> it just he was. Wait, really- so did he really have a mixtape? Because I thought he was like being one of those people that takes the joke on for so long that it's like not funny. Anymore. I think Kinda he like flipped. Clinton. Yeah. I th- <laughs> <laughs> 
Screw you. <laughs> but I also thought he flipped it on his head to the point where Everett Ross didn't care to find out. <laughs> I think he was like, no, I don't care. Just let's get to the deal, please. <laughs> like, And I love that. I thought that was really funny. I loved how uncomfortable Okoye was. Yeah. yeah. And the buildup of the whole scene. You knew it was about to go down, but you didn't know when. And it just kept building and building and building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when they fought and she talked about her wig, how much she hated it. Ryan Coogler purposefully made her use her wig as a weapon and uh, Nakia's uh, heel as a weapon because he wanted femininity to be a weapon in this. That's yes. what he said. That's bad. Nice. I like that. And when they were walking up to the club, did you notice they're wearing green, red, and black, which he did on purpose too, which is the mm-hmm. color of the pan African flag. That is yeah. awesome. That is awesome. And That's you, a theme throughout the movie. There, there's, there's also a really hilarious part when the, the car chase happens and they're shooting guns at them. And obviously they have the, their whole car is like vibranium proof where it's bulletproof essentially. And I love when Okoye goes guns so primitive. <laughs> I just thought that was such an outstanding line, just really quick there, but really, really cool. And she didn't and hesitate. She started going and she was like, should we wait? And he's like, no, he'll catch up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. T'Challa. Yeah. Let's just go, man. Don't wait. And I love when it. She, she said that primitive line using a spear and then she used that spear to flip a car. I mean, <laughs> badass. Wonderful. So badass. This Wonderful. whole car scene, I know that you guys talked about the one in uh, uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah. You think this one's better? Or you think oh, so? 100% this one's better. What I really love is when they were shooting Black Panther on the, uh, when he was on top of the card and he got all that kinetic energy and she goes, brother, your suit. And he jumps off the car and lets that kinetic energy just flip another car over. Uh, mm-hmm. And then like, just amazing. My jaw, jaw dropped in the theater. It dropped for this scene as well. And then he gets right back on the vehicle that uh, Shuri is driving. And it's the first thing she's like, show off. <laughs> you show off. Like, just not an ounce of credit. But I love it. It's a brother-sister bond. And it was just, oh, that that's one of my favorite scenes in this. And the way that the car's being driven with that technology. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she's so geeked to see it. So, so geeked to be able to drive yeah, that she car. Was like, yeah. Yes, yes. And like, she's just, and she runs in there and she, she just wants to be part, man. It's awesome. I she's love the, the man fact behind that- the chair. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. She's the man in the chair, but. Yeah. It's actually the female in the chair. Okay. All right. Semantics. Wow. It's getting intense, guys. Do we need to take a break? <laughs> <laughs> I have a confession to make. What? Oh. <sighs> Sorry. Go ahead, Emmy. I'll keep people in suspense. Oh, okay, I, I'm okay. dying to know. What? I can tell. <laughs> um, I love that they have the technology that she can remotely drive a car like that, but they don't have the technology to catch her after the car crashes because she totally just, the cr- car crashes and she just slams into the ground. Plops down. That's pretty yeah. awesome, actually. Yeah. Okay. What's your confession? Yeah, we're all here. Um, I like the first black panther suit better than this one i do too civil war black panther suit I the agree. one he had on at the first fight in this cool. yeah like i love the kinetic energy part of the suit but, but i, like I love the, the, the look looks. i love the look of the very first black panther suit a hundred percent it looks way more intimidating to me sure does agree okay you guys notice costuming a lot more than I do, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean. I can't tell a difference. Oh, no. no the, the, I, the, I'll the, take that back. I'll take that back. The face is completely different. Like, one honestly looks more Panther-ish. I think it's the second one. But the first one just almost looks like a badass 
Yeah, it's like Black looks Panther Batman. Like eyebrows are like this. Oh, it's sick. It's so sick. It's lined in silver everywhere. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, no. And I think it also comes from a place, you know, just to give you a little context to me, and I know you Wakanda. Probably, God, I hate you so much. But like <laughs> Don't give him that. He did not deserve that much. But, it was just unexpected, and it just threw you off, and I liked it. I was just annoyed. But like, uh, but like, I think it comes from a place where Clinton and I read these comics. We we looked at these these pictures for so long. What are you and, trying to say about me? Um, I'm telling you where we come from because you're like, I noticed you guys like <laughs> costumes a lot, so that's cool. Is <laughs> that how I sound? Am I wrong, Clinton? <laughs> Take it how you will. will. I can't control how you feel. But no, like I just think watching those old uh, or reading those old books and watching those old cartoons, it's and that's why I always was so hard on the X Men series that Fox did, especially like a character like Wolverine or Cyclops. I felt like they never really honed in and really did those suits justice. Let's give them all black suits. Yes, on it. How boring. Mm -hmm. Preach, brother. Like I couldn't stand that. I couldn't stand that. I couldn't either. I said it when it came out back in the day in Mm -hmm. two thousand. Are Same. we not going to get the suits? Dial it up, man. Dial it up. Like the most we ever got for Wolverine, who was played amazingly by Hugh Jackman, was that briefcase where he snapped it open in there. I mean, I'm, come on. That, oh, it kills me, man. It yeah, really but that me. character, you know, the way that he played that character, he's not putting on a bright yellow suit. Well, he don't have to. They could update it, but still give it that look. I mean, they gave Falcon a good look. Thank you. Close to comics, but it's not like the comics. He wasn't in Vulture. red and silver spandex. Vulture. But look. it would have been great had he been. Anyway, Vulture was amazing. Uh, you know, they, they can modernize it and update it, not just completely undo it and Scrap say it never it. exists. And that's where, yeah. you know, and I know there's a lot of people that like the, love those Fox movies. The reason why I love Deadpool. Deadpool's really one of the only properties from that Fox run that I was absolutely crazy about. There was hit or misses with the, the movies. Wait. I'm sorry, you were crazy about him, like in the movie. The what was that no, movie called? No, not Origins Wolverine. No, okay. Okay, correction. Yes, Deadpool one and two, uh, absolutely phenomenal. Because Ryan, you know, he Ryan, he really was like he had creative control. Exactly, yeah. and he honed in and modernized the Deadpool suit, but stayed true to what it was. It's pretty spot on. It's pretty spot on, but you know what I mean? There's different things like where you can't, it's, it's absolutely phenomenal. It is absolutely phenomenal. And this, I think black Panther, man, he, he looked great in this movie, but definitely civil war. I do agree. But his original suit though, was very just black with like blue, like shadows. Yeah. How they drew it was just a black suit. It was just plain. It almost looked like a a lot of, it looked like almost a shimmer, like a blue shimmer to it. Uh, in a yeah, way. and it didn't yeah. have like it wasn't accentuated. In Correct. Any any area. Modernized Black Panther suit, though. You know what I mean? It, anyway, sorry. I mean, I know we went. You were trying to stop us for a second. No, that's okay. No, no, because I, I, okay. So I said that about the costumes. You guys noticed them, but I, I, I noticed my own things about the costumes, and I noticed that the suit, the new suit, is a lot tighter. <laughs> it's a lot tighter. <laughs> You really, wow. you, you really enunciate on that uh, tighter. <laughs> wow. Like, like a tiger. <laughs> um, I'm like so toy, I'm, like a tiger. <laughs> I love I gold. A, Sorry, I'm done. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. What? Awesome powers. Gold Come member? On. I have, I, uh, Ooh, I could, right. I, I wasn't a big fan of gold member, but the first two movies, Austin, I love all of them. The first I two care. are almost perfect to me. 
literally. Doctor Evil is more uh, is more hilarious than Austin Powers. I'm just going to say that too. I I should go back and watch those because I watched them in high school and I was like, why do all high school boys like these movies? They're so dumb. And that's what we're reviewing next is Austin Powers, the spy who (laughs) shagged me. So make sure you watch that. We will be reviewing that next week. No, I'm joking. Okay. So I have a question about these tight suits. Um, I feel like I'm not going to be able to answer this, but keep going. I'll help. Okay. So they are tight. (laughs) Yeah, we established that like three times, Amy. Obviously, they're not wearing clothes underneath, right? I mean, like your clothes. You, I, I didn't see any like uh, yeah, wrinkles I mean, or anything. They couldn't really with how big their clothes are. You think it's like T'Challa's suit and Killmonger. Well, when Killmonger turns into his version later, his suit like falls off, crumbles. Okay. Mm-hmm. So question yeah <laughs> second question when he takes the suit off is he just naked under there we don't see him we don't see him come out of suit on the screen do we okay well i guess i'm saying what if <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna have this what if scenario what kind of what? okay here's here's where my brain's at okay so no we know where we your know brain's it's at in the gutter <laughs> yeah we, you don't have to tell us Emmy. we got it no <laughs> Yeah, as she blushes. A little, a little bit. But so we did um, recently, we did a writing prompt with with my students that was, um, if you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? And some of them chose invisibility. And so my next question is, when you're invisible, do your clothes turn invisible too? No. Or do you have to take them off? For movies, they would. But in real life, I think if you were invisible, your clothes couldn't. You'd have to have a special clothing to do it. Okay. One of my kids geniusly came up with the idea to make clothes out of your hair. Because that would also turn invisible. Ah. I was like, that is genius. Um, (laughs) Okay. And Adam and Eve style. I see. We're done. (laughs) Um, But, okay. Uh, Do you guys remember Mystery Men? No. You guys don't remember that, uh, that movie? It was uh, every movie we've movie. all thrown at each other. None of us know it. Like it's not been. It any- had it had William H Macy in it, and he had a shovel. And I forget what the name of his character was. Um, and I think ah, I forget who it was. But there was a guy who was like, "I can turn invisible when nobody's looking." <laughs> <laughs> you guys never watched this movie? Oh, no. it's so good, Mystery Men, y'all. It, it was it was a while ago. Um, okay. So, okay. (laughs) My, my, what if I have come to the conclusion that when you turn into black Panther or if you're Killmonger and you turn into black Panther, your clothes fall off. When you de-suit, you are naked. Or maybe, maybe if you've got tight enough panties. Uh, You know what? That's a great topic. I mean, we're going to pivot a little bit here if we can. Uh, (laughs) F may kill. No, we're not. No, gosh, no, 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 no. Um, but yeah, um, you know, we're all just discombobulated now. I have okay, no so idea. Yeah, so how do we move on from this? Uh, we're going to move on to. Uh, Are we done with casting? No, we're not done with casting. We can talk about a few more people if we'd like, because there's so many. Well, <laughs> we pretty so much many. went through the main players, haven't we? Uh, we didn't well, go over Martin Freeman as Everett Ross. Who, yeah, but we've already seen him as Everett Ross. Okay. Sterling K. Brown is in Jobu. 
Forrest Whitaker as Zuri, Angela Bassett as Ramonda. Angela Bassett. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, Angela Basket with that thing on her head in this movie. Am I right? Oh <laughs> my God. Yeah. Angela Bassett was absolutely amazing. She's very, very regal. Um, I would like to talk about Mbaku because I thought that was excellent casting. I love that we see him again in later films. Yes. Um, also. Mm, yeah. Yeah. What? He comes in infinity uh, war. He's in there. I don't remember yeah. that, that fight at Wakanda. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That one. It's, it's, you know, I, 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 that, I can that see how you might've, ar- might've fast forwarded through it because I mean, it's not that Ooh, great of a fight scene. Oh, yeah. just kidding. Oh my God. Just kidding. Oh, geez. Cannot wait um, to talk about that. I can't believe you enjoyed a fight scene. Or a car chase. I enjoyed a car chase in this movie. It's pretty intense. Um, I have to say, M'Baku can throw my M back out. <laughs> have you guys seen? There's a clip where they are reading tweets about themselves. Thirst clip. tweet. You broke Glenn. Just let that sit. Hold on. I can't. I can't. I was not expecting that. <laughs> I can't take credit for that. He reads it, and I think he's sitting next to Mark Ruffalo, and Mark Ruffalo loses it. <laughs> Clinton's mm. still lost. Look at him. <laughs> Don't mute your mic. You let it play. Darn it. I want to hear this. He is still laughing. All right. I've got more where that comes from. <laughs> I think you made him cry. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, and Joe Boo can be my Joe Boo. <laughs> no, not as good. No. Nope. Wakabi, more like Wabadi Adi Adi. <laughs> T'Challa, I'll take the to challenge. <laughs> and boring. I have one about T'Chaka, but I'm pretty sure it would get edited out, so I'm just not going to say it. <laughs> well, thank oh. you. Appreciate you thinking about me, Amy. Uh, thank you. <laughs> it's going to make my job much easier this evening when I re- uh, when I edit the episode. So. Nothing with Killmonger. No, I couldn't think of anything that wasn't really, really inappropriate. You know, we we see obviously this this rise to a king, obviously. Uh, but I want to talk about a little bit with Killmonger, obviously rising to the throne. Um, we see just almost a, a civil war. Am I right? Uh, take place <laughs> between. Sorry, crickets, crickets. Anybody? <laughs> Clinton's smiling and laughing. Leave me alone. I think he's laughing. He's still he's still, he's still laughing at him back out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man this is quality content you will only find here oh. <laughs> i don't even know anymore guys i don't even know I, I i've got nothing left wakanda did you guys ever watch that snl skit where they did it what they did the oh. wakanda forever skit no, I maybe because I did see the Chadwick oh, Boseman so SNL episode, but I can't remember it off the top of my head. I can't, yeah. I can't describe it on audio without you have to see it. That's I can't remember that one, but the one where they're taste testing ranches with Melissa McCarthy, that's right at the top of the brain. I can quote every line from that one. <laughs> taste testing the ranch. one you referenced earlier uh-huh. that no one understood <laughs> and people still don't understand. So. Uh, Killmonger beating T'Challa was hard to watch, though. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. 
No. And, uh, just, you know, I trained, I lied, I killed just to get here. I killed in America, Afghanistan, Iraq. I took life from my own brothers and sisters in this continent. And all this death is just so I could kill you. Um, powerful words that Killmonger says right to T'Challa right before it. And the challenge begins and it's just, they, I mean, he just, he slices his leg, he slices his chest, he stabs him, punches him. And this is for my father. And, and then he says, I'll take you both uncle James and stabs him. And you know, is this your King? Is this your King? The black Panther who's supposed to lead you to the And they future? were all like, yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. He's supposed so to protect you. And then he grabs T'Challa and throws him over the waterfall. And it's uh, really, but in the moment when you're not singing, uh, it is really an intense scene. And um, nah, I'm your king. And it's just, I don't know. And then not only that powerful scene, which I'm going to let that, you know, were you expecting that, I guess, in the theaters? I was not expecting anyone to take over the throne. Uh, this was a very unexpected turn for me. So I just want to throw it to you guys and get your input. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't expect it at all. I already kind of touched on that. Like it it was it hit hard having to watch that. It was it was rough. And I, I don't like seeing superheroes um, lose. I don't like them looking like they're not in control um kind of like in iron man 2 when robert downey jr just kind of is trying to face his own mortality um those those moments are really hard for me and i i this one was rough too but i mean it does so much for his arc as a character that like i'm okay with it Mm -hmm. um yeah you totally think he's gonna win and i i one thing about me, I go into movies thinking that they're going to be a certain way. I have an expectation when I go into a movie, I just like think it out in my head. This is how I think the story is going to go. Or even watching the movie, I'm trying to figure out what's going to happen next. And this was one that I couldn't do that with because it, obviously I didn't think he was going to lose. I also, and Brandon, you gave a little bit of the speech and I'm sorry, this will be the one time that I critique your impression i know you weren't trying to do like a voice or anything i I felt like oh get him get him i live for this but michael b jordan delivering this it was like a rap almost Mm. it had rhythm it was beautiful yeah it was really in every i feel like every time that he spoke was it it was like iambic pentameter or something Mm. which obviously it wasn't right but that's a shakespeare but like it was like it had but it had beat beat it had rhythm i like i really love that breakdown i mean that's uh you know i almost felt like i couldn't do it justice obviously and i don't think i ever could because there were so many like is this your king is this your king like it was just it was constant and like i more so when i wrote those words down my jaw was dropped at not just what he was saying because i think the words have resonance but the way he delivered it and now that you said it with that rhythm and that beat i almost want to go back and watch this movie again because yeah. the music score was purposefully done to mm-hmm. the when chadwick's or gosh t'challa mm-hmm. is winning um there's the drum it's always yes. the drum when um, Killmonger hits or when he's winning, it's a flute. You get a flute sound. 
Every time he's gashed with the knife, there's a flute noise. I did not know oh. that. I did not catch that, yeah. but I want to check that out. See, this this movie, that's what I love about this movie is I feel like everything has meaning, everything has purpose, from the costumes to the rhythm to the the sounds and the music and the score and the cinematography. There's always something embedded in the meaning. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, uh, and him throwing him off the waterfall was directly from comics. Oh, that's a comic that. scene where Killmonger throws T'Challa <sighs> off a waterfall. And it's it's so well done. So well done. Um, and and it, it kind of starts the story of where we see Okoye battling right after that. And I, I want to talk about this because I really think this was really interesting to me. It wasn't just a, oh, OK, he's the king. We must overthrow him. You know, we must get rid of him now. Okoye is like, you know, hey, we. He's of royal blood, and he killed T'Challa in ritual combat. You know, like, she's already justifying him sitting on the throne. And, you know, you are the greatest warrior that Wakanda has. Help me overthrow him. I'm not a spy who can come and go. I am loyal to the throne. What are you loyal to? And Nakia, and why has she got to do a jab like that at her? I didn't get that. Well, then Nakia responds with, well, I mean, th- I think emotions are high. I think they're very intense right yeah. now. I mean, <laughs> usually the things you say that you regret the most are usually when emotions are. At but she peak. didn't come. She didn't. Nakia didn't come at her. She just asked for her help. And then Okoye comes back with that. I, I like, think Okoye is conflicted. And I think it's the first time she's been conflicted to be a part of the, you know, like this is the first time I'm don't feel as loyal to the throne as I have. And I've got to fight anything, including the person that's making me think otherwise. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think it was a defense mechanism and I thought it was really beautifully told by both uh, both Nakia and Akoya in this scene. And I loved him. I love my country. And then she goes, then you serve your country. And Nakia mm-hmm. responds, no, I save my country. Chills, 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 chills. Oh my gosh. Beautiful, beautiful storytelling between Nakia and Akoya. One of my favorite, it's, it's such a hidden gem. It's not something that's talked about, but that immediately after Killmonger takes the throne, th- those two have a scene that I am just standing up and applauding. Wonderful. I like too, that they didn't come to blows over it. Like they're both warriors. They're both strong females, but they didn't feel the need to fight mm-hmm. about it. They fought with words. I think that they both understood each perspective, no matter how frustrated they were with it mm-hmm. and decided, you know, like I'm we're moving on. We're moving past I just, it. I mean, it would have obviously killed the storyline, and this is wouldn't be good storytelling. But I don't understand why he just wasn't overthrown. I guess the ritual and stuff. This is, I get it, but they say it. He's of royal blood, and yeah, he won know, in ritual combat. He did. It's not like he just but came he's up defying everything they've stood for. Defying, right. but he's king now. He can make those choices. He can, and that's what kings do. And and unfortunately, that's the reality. I thought it was such an but nobody interesting would have take. been against them killing him. Uh, I mean, you saw already the divide right away. You know, oh. like I mean, you I mean, you see it with Wakabi. He's immediately like, yeah. I uh, this guy. You know, he he brought me. He brought me the one thing yep, two kings yep. previously have promised me and didn't deliver on, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that is Claw. And I, I just, to me, it's brilliant storytelling because it's not just a quick, all right, overthrow him. Let's get rid of him. How do we get rid of him? You know, it's it's more, it's just how, but there are still, that's still going on. There's a divide with this nation. You know, you see, obviously, you see Ramada, you see, uh, you know, Nakia and Shuri, and trying to overthrow, which is why what, they go to M'Baku with the herb. What's but, his name that you just said a minute ago? Uh, Wakabi. Wakabi. Yeah. So 
His thing ain't loyalty, though. He is just wanting to get what he wants. No, I don't. I take it as loyalty, but I take it that he is loyal to the person who got him what he wants. Like exactly, not the king. But in turn, he is. If that makes sense. No, he's not. Because when Black Panther shows back up, he's still technically king because he never yielded, and he still fights against. Ooh, ooh. I'll yield there. <laughs> That's a really good point. Good point. Good point. That's a really good point. That's Clint. why Okoye, Okoye shifts back against him is because he didn't lose the battle. He never yielded and he's not dead. Yeah. So he's still technically king. And Wakabi, there was some intense scenes with him and, you know, T'Challa. Okoye? You know, oh. No, Wakabi and uh, T'Challa, you know, where he's like, I thought you would have been different. You know, like when he came back empty-handed from, you know, promising to bring back Claw. I, I think he took that very personal because it's something he wanted, Clinton, to your point. Mm-hmm. So very well said. And he's also the guy from Get Out. That mm-hmm. took me forever back in the day to mm-hmm. figure out what he was from. I was like, oh, yeah. It's because the facial hair. Like, it's not. Yeah, it's very interesting. But, yeah. I we So we talked about that challenge scene. But we haven't talked about how awesome Michael B. Jordan looked with all of those scars yeah from yeah. killing yeah i mean that is you might be a bad guy if you're covered you might be a bad guy sorry i'm i'm sorry listeners <laughs> you do it <laughs> i know I, I do not it's a button i don't make you it's do a, anything it's a, it's a button you press you can't you did it <laughs> um but yeah i mean that is a lot of kills i feel like that's a lot of pain and that is a badass look mm-hmm yeah, I mean, it's pretty awesome. No, it's awesome. I, th- I I love what they did with Killmonger. I thought he looked incredible. Yeah, and you could not only wash your laundry on his abs, but you could wash your laundry on all those little scars. <laughs> no, nobody. All right. I wanted to. I I yes, I agree with that. And I wanted to say something, but Brandon wouldn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> But we we see this journey go. They go up to the mountain where the Jabari are in Baku, and they they have the heart shaped herb, and they're looking at you know okay how can we fight Killmonger and overthrow this king? And I really I know we talked about it briefly with the vegetarian scene, which is really really funny, um, you know. And I I just think it's it's really really I don't know. When he goes, great gorilla Mbaku, actually, this was what they were saying, and this is why we're here to offer this to you. An outsider sits on our throne. Only you can help us stop him. And she offers the herb. And this is growth, where he wanted to be king. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he, I mean, he could have just said, kill him off. You know, I'm going to be the king. I mean, he really could have. No one would have questioned it. No one would have been the wiser. Come with me. And he's in a coma, barely clinging to life. One of our fishermen found him. And then they find they give him the heart-shaped herb. But what I really love is obviously that scene where he goes back to the ancestral plane and he screams that they were all wrong. And I must right these wrongs. I quoted it earlier. Powerful, powerful scene. Clinton, what do you have? Um, isn't is this not an error in the movie? He says that they are vegetarians, but a fisherman found them. I think why are they fishing if they're vegetarian i think he's joking honestly i think that that's why the laughing comes in he's like i'm we're just kidding we're vegetarian and then starts laughing more you know like i don't know i just why do they bark 
Are they supposed to be like ape sounds? Because they sound like they're barking. I I 100% am going to start barking at people that I don't want to listen to. And it's coming a lot your way. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I think it's supposed to be like hitting your chest kind of sound, mm-hmm. but it sounds like, like a, they're barking. Like yep. Wolf of Wall Street. And then we keep going, and <laughs> I'm not getting in Wolf of Wall Street because I'm going to have to edit everything out of it. Um, but no, like it was. I love where he goes, can you give us a moment? And then Black Panther, when he comes back and he's talking to Mbaku and he goes, uh, he goes, thank you. And Mbaku responds, I owed you a great debt, a life for a life. Consider it paid. And he asks if it allow my mother to stay here. No harm will come to her. You have my word. And I could use an army as well. I give no Jabari lives. And he goes, I seek, he seeks to control the life of all of us. And he goes, oh, us, you were the first king to come here in centuries and you speak for us. And T'Challa, I cannot speak for past kings, you know, and this is a big character arc for T'Challa. When he says, I back to what I was talking about earlier, when he says, I cannot Mm -hmm. speak for past kings. I love that. He's stepping out and saying, you know, I think for a while, I'm not going to do it the same way. Right. My father did it. Exactly. That line. That hit another level, and I think it hit Mbaku another level. You know when he that's was why he shows up. Later. Exactly, he shows up later, and he shows up in Infinity War when it hits the fan. That's his king. He he fully respects him, and it's it's just a wonderful uh, this the the arc of T'Challa out of this world, out of this world. The arc of Mbaku, T'Challa, the arc of every character in this movie has very big arcs. We didn't even talk about either the first time we see Killmonger, Killmonger as an adult in the museum. Oh yes, that that opening that was scene with him, Claw. Good scene. Yes, oh, he's like. Before before we go there, can I can I give some thoughts? Oh, of course. Okay, so when he goes to the ancestral plane this time, he's in white, and he wasn't before. I like that because mm-hmm. it, I I don't know. It seemed like he was on his like, way there. It's like he was almost cleansed, like he's more pure now. He yeah. gets it. Ooh, yeah. Very, very yeah. well said. Um, I love that he shows his backbone in humanity. Um, I like that they have a necklace instead of a crown. I, I liked that aspect of not putting something on his head, but putting it over his head on his neck. Mm, that's really Maybe cool. that's. No, I like that. That's cool. That's weird. That's weird. Amy, a- Amy that's Thanks. awesome. That's awesome. Thanks. Um. I actually, and speaking of that with the costuming, I loved that Shuri had teeth in her, on her jawline, like at least twice that I caught in the final scene and in the first challenge against M'Baku. Mm-hmm. I thought that was fierce. Right. And I think yeah. And her last it. costume in the movie, she has more costume changes than anybody in this movie and her mm-hmm. different hairstyles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That are all just badass. Sure, um, sure he is a badass. I mean, yes, 100%. Um, she sure he is. <laughs> geez. That one, that's that was low hanging. Um, <laughs> Captain America. Don't, Clinton. I swear, don't. Sorry, keep going. Captain America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of stuff that Black Panther is better than Captain America at. Oh, there's a lot of characters that are a lot better at everything than Captain America is. Okay. One of the things that I noted that Black Panther is 100% better than Captain America at, Mm -hmm. falling. 
falling. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard you. Captain America did not fall that far and survive. Just saying. Gotcha. <laughs> well, technically, Captain America fell from higher in a plane that went into the ice. Yeah, but that was, he had a plane oh, that protected well, him. That's like a Zorb. Yeah, but <laughs> are you talking about when Black Panther fell off the waterfall? Yeah. Into the water? Yeah. I don't think you can count that. Okay. Well And I'm I'm listen, I'm I'm on your side usually, but Well, not this time. That's A- fine. Anything else, Emmy? For this rousing segment of Captain America's the worst. <laughs> no, let's <laughs> Flaming no, but he, I mean, at least you agree. <laughs> flaming plate of hot garbage or something. Oh, gosh. I got to go back to that first episode because I think that's when I said it. Oh, Iron Man. Remember when we all... Oh, that was. I it. don't think it was Iron Man. I think it was like Hulk. It was Hulk. Was it Hulk that I said that? Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah, I could see me saying it in that movie for sure. Oh, man. Top five. Yeah, Killmonger in the museum. Yeah, that's where. Yeah, Whole scene. Was, yeah. <laughs> Aaron never tells us when she wraps up, so it's just kind of like a. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When I stop talking is usually when I'm done. We we don't ever <laughs> we don't. But then that. sometimes I also interrupt. Yeah, I was gonna say we don't ever hear you stop talking, so it's hard to catch the cue. Oh. <laughs> okay, so Amy's <laughs> face. That got a badum ching. Oh my goodness. Okay, so yeah, we're in the museum. I'll go ahead and say this first, and then I'll just let y'all talk. Um, I I thought that this scene brought up some really good points about people stealing artifacts because um, that's what you took from this. Yes. The thing that stood out to me the most is this is how you steal things. This is the best way to steal out of a museum. How? <laughs> How is that? By poisoning the curator? Poisoning the what? You guys are on so different pages. I understand both of you, but you guys are on so opposite ends, and it's just, I'm laughing. Oh, oh wait. Okay. Do you get it? Okay. Okay. My, my thing is about how <laughs> countries steal artifacts from other countries and put them in museums. Uh, yes, and like oh, you, Clinton, Clinton's like you just realized how to steal things from a museum. I'm like, I'm gonna let this I ride. Talking about how Killmonger stole the stuff. I was no, like, I'm gonna I, let this play out because this is amazing. Watching these two just on two different sides of the. I'm sorry, I should have said something, but it was hilarious to watch you. Okay, I get, I get what I get where we were going. Okay, <sighs> but no, there's a there's a really interesting one that is kind of ongoing. Um, Lord Elgren, forgive me if I got that wrong. Um, but I believe it's in an English museum. They have like really old Greek temple ruins, um, like a really cool, like, uh, mural, not mural because it's carved in marble. Um, an exhibit, if you will. Well, yeah, but they like took it. And now the people who originally like the country that originally had it were like, y'all took our stuff. WTF. Yeah. Right. WTF. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what they say. But yeah, I love when he goes, you know, uh, it was uh, taken by Benin and it's from Wakanda. Uh, and he goes, well, how do you think your ancestors got these? You think they paid a fair price? I was like, oof. You know, that line right there, I mean, he cuts really deep right away. 
you've had people watching me since I stepped foot in here, but you're not watching what you're putting inside your body. Like, and we see that the drink was poisoned. I was like, man, it was, it was really, really intense. And then we see obviously circus come in. Um, you know, uh, I didn't see a circus. So I knew you were going to say it. I knew it. I was like, Oh, circus. Anyway, claw comes in and he's, and he sees that, you know, he, he, he goes, and I love this part where he's like, he, uh, he's like, you, yeah, come here, yeah. As long as you don't tell anyone what you saw here today, you can run away. Go, 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 go. And then just like, you know, just completely takes him out. It reminded me almost, just to be honest, like the, the gunshot to the back and everything gave me very the Dark Knight Joker vibes a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was a, a very good museum scene, I guess. <laughs> so I enjoyed it. What an asshole. Like, that's an asshole move. Yeah. Yeah. And even Killmonger, who's not the greatest guy in the world, but you can see where he's coming from. He's like, why don't you just kill him right here? <laughs> he goes, yeah. I wanted to make it look like we were amateurs. Like, the, everyone was spread out. So, yeah. That's, I not, didn't like it. No. <laughs> um, They say that he got the fancy hand from, like, it's somehow vibranium powered. Mm-hmm. But do they say where he actually got that fancy hand from? Crickets. They stole well. They stole the vibranium and Ultron. Yeah. So they had the vibranium tech. All they had to do was build the prosthetic arm for that cannon to go into. Oh, okay, okay. Um, did you guys realize that it's the same sound as Iron Man? Iron Man's Sepulchers? yes. Is that a coincidence? Is that laziness not developing a new sound, or is that <laughs> like I don't know? I'm curious, like because I felt like out of everything in the entire world to have that same. <laughs> like like that noise that was a horrible impression but you know like it was it just why i don't know maybe that's a really really tiny nitpick but i'm like i'm shocked that that's the same exact i didn't even sound. notice that yeah i did notice that emmy i would think that he probably not took but um well yeah took inspiration from iron man the repulsor tech yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's it, but still, it feels very. My favorite part of this scene is where he gets the mask because it's a nod to the comic of how he looked in the comics. Yeah, exactly. And I love how he's like, is oh. that what Conan 2? He's like, no, nah, I'm just feeling it. <laughs> like, it just felt badass. <laughs> yeah. It felt badass to me. I love that, that, that dialogue there too. So he's very anarchist, like, like Joker. That's mm-hmm. a big comparison with, with his character. He just yep. doesn't care. Yeah. And, his suit, his outfit looks like straight from a DBZ. Oh, episode. oh, and he's a big DBZ fan, isn't he? Michael B. Jordan. I think so. Yeah. He's a huge Dragon Ball Z. It fan. looks just like the, uh, what are they called? The, uh, what Goku is. If y'all watch Dragon Ball Z, which is awesome. Cause super he, Saiyan. yeah. Cause he is, a, right? a, I don't know. I don't Yeah, watch he that. is the super Saiyan soldiers though. They're mm-hmm. called something that Vegeta was part of. But the fact that Michael B. Jordan is, is a huge DBZ fan is pretty awesome that I'm sure they took something from him, too. You know, I mean, he and yeah, there's a lot of comparisons too. like that. He loves it says Michael B. Jordan Killmonger comparisons to Dragon Ball Z's Vegeta. He loves these comparisons. Uh, let me see if I can get 
I can't remember if me and Ryan Coogler talked about it. This is a direct quote from uh, uh, this is a direct quote from Michael B. Jordan. I can't remember if me and Ryan Coogler talked about it. I'm not sure if that was intentional. I thought it was dope, even a happy coincidence. I thought it was a I thought it was fly that people saw that and actually turned it into memes. You know his comparison to it. So, uh, so I wasn't alone in that thinking. No, uh, no, of course not. And that is really really cool too. I'm trying to find the colors. The one I showed you, Emmy, is not the actual colors. It's these are action figures, but it's more like that. Oh, that's awesome! Really, really cool. What what suit? The thing he wears oh, through the whole thing, oh, like when he's oh, breaking in the museum, everything. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. With the orange straps. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Um, I think we we have to kind of talk about um. That huge fight scene, though, like basically the fight for Wakanda at the very end. Oh, not Dragon Ball Z. (laughs) Welcome to DBZ in review. (laughs) I mean, I would be down. Yeah, sign me up. Maybe we do that. Um, But we we see that this this fight takes place, and we see a bunch of people. Another, and I hate to nitpick this movie. I feel like I've found more than I realized, but this one. It didn't feel like there was that many people. You know, it felt like uh, uh, it felt like a hundred or two hundred people fighting instead of an entire nation. And that, yeah, that I feel like is only because you've seen Wakanda in Infinity War, and you've seen that fight, which I, I feel like was- I'll be honest with you, I thought it before I saw Infinity War, and I was actually happy that Infinity War felt bigger <laughs> because I felt okay. before. But- it felt so much lesser for a fight of a nation. Now, maybe it's just the key warriors and the key players fighting. That's what I was going to say. I think it's mainly the main tribes and the warriors. The town is offset. They're not set. It's not set at town. It's set where T'Challa is. Right. And his kingdom and all that. Mm -hmm. And maybe that. And did you. Sorry. And maybe that's right, Clinton. I'm just wanting to respond to that because, you know, uh, but to me, it just felt like. You know, they really keep their personal stuff under wraps because <laughs> the whole town's just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and they're, they're, there's this huge overthrowing. There's this huge new king. And everyone's just like, yeah, chill. All right, whatever. Like, I just, I don't know. I just wish it felt bigger at the end of all things. And I get it. Maybe it's just the Jabari. It's just the certain tribes. But I, I, I it didn't feel as big as I think it should have felt for that moment, in my opinion. Did you, have you noticed the the almost all the weaponry the architecture and everything of the throne room the throne all of it's circular i did not so his throne is circular mm-hmm. the the room they're sitting in is circular right shuri's weapons are circular the ships are circular and then you get to like what is umbaku's tribe jabari Jabari. Yeah. They're very square and rigid. Mm. And that was a per that was a purposeful design choice by <sighs> Kugler to show the unity of the nations of Wakanda, the circular, and then the rigidness of that tribe that would not be with them. But did you notice that at the end, Mbaku is in the throne room showing that Black Panther brought them together? Well, and obviously Infinity War, he's there too. So I agree, but I just love that symbolism again, where we're Mm -hmm. talking about even just the shapes of the tribes have meaning. This movie, you could really dissect this entire two-hour movie. Yeah, the bottom of the ships, too, are made to look like tribal masks, African tribal masks. (sighs) I love it, man. Uh, Looks like a face. 
Yeah. Um, but we we see just which yeah. sorry. No, go for it, man. Remember at the beginning when we see young Killmonger see the ship take off, and that may be why he likes the mask in the museum. Ooh. Ooh. Oh wow, that's a good catch, man. Oh, deep cut. Because it's got the two circles, the yes. bottom, and then it's yes. got the wings or like the hair. Oh my gosh, dude. Is that anywhere? Because I think you might have found something. That is a really good catch. Wow. <laughs> wow. Awesome stuff, dude. Awesome. Um, but we see that final fight scene and we see Okoye, we see Wakabe, you know, everyone fighting. And, you know, we see Black Panther and Killmonger fight. And we see kind of little eh, CG, not the best in that subway tunnel scene. But we also see Everett Ross in uh, the 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 pilot suit or not the pilot suit, the, uh, being a pilot in the plane. We see Shuri get involved. We see Nakia fighting. Uh, it was cool. It was amazing. I thought it was really cool. It may not have felt as big and grand as I'd want it to feel, but it felt meaningful. You know, it, it, it just, it was very, very impactful. And gosh, we got to talk about the one thing. And, and maybe you guys want to talk about more into that fight scene as well. So I don't want to skim over it too much, but obviously the fight scene that ends with Killmonger getting stabbed. And, you know, we obviously know um, from, from earlier in the movie that Njobu talked about the sunsets at Wakanda are the most beautiful in the entire world. And, uh, you know, you see that. You see that in place. And, um, but he, he asks, you know, um, my pop said Wakanda was the most beautiful sunset that he'd had ever seen. He promised he would show it to me one day. Can you believe that? A kid from Oakland believing in fairy tales? And Black Panther grabs him at this point, lifts him up, and shows him, takes him to the Wakanda sunset. And you can hear him wheezing. You can hear Killmonger struggling in his last breaths. And he goes, it's beautiful. And that was the one time we saw Killmonger really just not overthrowing, not trying to change something, not trying to he, just, it's beautiful. And, and Black Panther, right. maybe we can still heal you. And he goes, why? So you can just lock me up? Nah. Just bury me in the ocean with my ancestors that jumped from the ships because they knew death was better than bondage. And if you don't get chills hearing that, I got chills reading it. I got chills mm -hmm. um, listening to it last night when I watched the movie. Um, and, and he sticks the knife further into his chest and collapses and passes away right there. And... It's, it's, it, it hits you. It hits you. And that's not a Black Panther line. <laughs> that is, uh, that is commentary on some not so good things <laughs> that, um, that, you know, certain nations are built upon. And, um, it, it hits you. And for Black Panther to make that statement, the movie, to make that statement, they could have easily just, hey, here's a bunch of movies and here's a ran random, you know, there's a lot of times where they hit these beats and they hit these notes and they say a lot of things. Um, and it makes you think, makes you pause and, uh, good for them to, to, to really use that platform and have that voice and, uh, move people of all creeds and nations sitting there and watching. And, uh, thought it was a very bold and wise and, and great choice by Marvel studios here. You looked like you were going to say something that whole time, Clinton. So I was going to give you the chance. Um, yeah, that uh, that I mean, his character after he gets defeated by T'Challa, it you get that almost 
sincere place of what he was trying to fight for from the beginning, mm-hmm. like the childlike version of him, like the sincerity of beneath all that craziness that he was revengeful and, you know, on a, on a mission to become the king because it was taken from him. But the, that part really hits you. And the undertones of this movie are done so well because I mean, this movie was groundbreaking. Like we talked about at the very beginning in a huge way with, you know, representation and things like that. But also it brought up some key points, you know, about equality and it brought up some key points about refugees at the end. Oh yes. When he was going to allow himself to do an outreach programs and helping other nations. And I mean, this movie (laughs) from the, I'll save it for my final thoughts, but man, that, that scene was probably the most impactful scene of the movie to me. Oh gosh. It really hits hard. I I mean, even in the theater when you didn't know that scene was coming in, Amy, I'm going to throw it to you first before we go to Clinton, but like that scene, my jaw dropped. I wasn't Mm -hmm. ready for that line. I wasn't ready for that to hit. Even knowing now, I st- I get chills knowing it's coming up. I get chills hearing it again. But I remember almost a hush in the theater when that line came, like almost mm-hmm. like a oh my wow, wow. What can you say? Well, you can't. I mean, what can you say? You, you can't. can't. It's not. It's just factual information he's telling. It's exactly. not opinionated things. So I mean, you know, Emmy, your thoughts maybe even in the theater watching it for the first time, but also right now watching it again. I I mean that that whole scene is so sad and it when he kind of I feel like he starts to kind of come out of his own radicalization and begins to kind of see things a little more sanely like he sees how I guess he could have done maybe a clearer lens yeah yeah he yes sees a clearer better yes. lens Exactly. Um, and so that I feel like once that that like the um, that kind of fog that he's been in kind of lifts when he starts to realize that this is the end for him. Um, I mean, that that it just really hit me. Um, and didn't we say in our Chadwick Boseman episodes that that was a Chaswick, Chaswick Boseman line that it was originally like bury me with my ancestors in Wakanda? And that Chadwick Boseman changed that line. Oh, I think so. I, I, I'm 98% sure that that's yeah, correct. Right. Um, which is, I mean, just amazing. Um, because, I mean, that's so much more impactful the way that they used it in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, something that struck me was Black Panther's humanity in this moment to say, we could probably still save you. Mm-hmm. yeah like yep. it's not just like i beat you it's done this man like, who took everything from him yeah and he's still and basically left him for dead i mean i right. thought he was oh yeah dead. well yeah. it shows the humanity of t'challa too and how his arc had sh- his viewpoint yeah. had shifted from his father's that he saw where killmonger was coming from mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah no and um i i, I want to throw it to my second favorite line or scene in this entire movie and it's kind of obviously we're, we're not done reviewing the movie I, I but you know we'll get to everything we want to cover but there's also a mid-credits line where black panther 
T'Challa's at the United Nations in Vienna, Austria. And th- his line when he goes, My name is King T'Challa, son of King T'Chaka. I am the ruler of the nation of Wakanda. And for the first time in our history, we will be sharing our knowledge and resources with the outside world. Wakanda will no longer watch from the shadows. We cannot. We must not. We will work to be an example of how we as brothers and sisters should treat one another. Now more than ever, the illusions of division threaten our very existence. We all know the truth. More connects us than separates us. In times of crisis, the wise build bridges while the foolish build barriers. We must find a way to look after one another as if we were one single tribe. And um, just that hits hard for me, and I'm not going to go into a huge, huge rant here, but I'm going to keep it very brief. I, I feel like the wise build bridges while the foolish build barriers is what I'm taking away from that entire thing. Mm-hmm. And I think we, we often think, how can we keep people out? How can we get them away from us? How can we not assist? How can we sit from the sidelines and say, well, sorry about you. This imaginary line that my ancestors drew hundreds of years ago is what I base my entire foundation and belief on. If you're born on this side of the line, you're good. On that side of the line, you're bad. Mm -hmm. And to me, one nation, one tribe, one people, regardless of creed, color, um, or religious beliefs. And, uh, you know, I, 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 that hit me, that hit me hard in 2018. It hits me just as hard in 2020 sitting here, especially it coming from Chadwick Boseman. And, um, it's, it's a beautiful line. It's a beautiful, uh, a beautiful speech. And I think a lot of us needed to hear it during that year. And a lot of us still need to hear it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it was, uh, it wonderfully said, and, uh, yeah, just, this movie is so, if I, if someone said one word, you know, like, let's talk about every MC movie in one word, maybe that'll be a fun podcast. Uh, it'll be three minutes long, but if someone said black Panther, I would say bold, um, bold is what I would say because that this movie is bold. And I mean that in the best way possible, just they go for it. They use it and they just own it. And it's bold. The words, the theme, the, the just the colors everything's bold it is an absolute winner for marvel studios if there was one a first one to be nominated i think we can all agree this is this is the first one that should have been nominated uh it's it just for what it accomplishes so yeah. i'm sorry for going on a tangent there guys but uh there there's just those two scenes back to back you know i figured we'd talk about impactful scenes here i guess and uh those those hit me the hardest out of any and uh black panther just bold, beautiful. I absolutely love it. Um, the UN scene, because I, I messaged you last night because I wanted that whole speech. Yep. Because it is so good. Mm-hmm. And I am first off, I just have to say that I absolutely love his scarf. His fashion sense was on point at that meeting. Damn yeah. T'Challa. Damn Heck T'Challa. Damn back David. At it again. <laughs> Damn, David, back at it again with the white bands. <laughs> No, it's, it's a it's a scarf. It's it's a sexy oh. scarf. It's beautiful. I love it. Damn, Daniel. You said, we, you said you didn't notice outfits like we do. Oh, it's not damn David. It's damn Daniel. Damn, Daniel. Damn, Brandon. Damn, Daniel. Don't rage, Grandpa. Damn, Daniel. Back at it again with the white vans. Um. Okay. I. Okay. So aside from his outfit, well, I guess. Okay. 
what do you call it when they're in superhero? What do you call their superhero outfits? Their costumes? Oh, gosh. I've never really thought about it, to be honest. <laughs> in uniform. Let's just they're, say they're, they're in uniform. Superhero uniforms. I don't notice the subtle differences in those as much as like a I, scarf. I, Oh my gosh, it looks so good and it's tied over one shoulder. And, oh, oh. Damn, Daniel. <laughs> Feeling himself. It's beautiful. Um, so I, I, the two lines that I took from this are... Um, You're going to steal the one I was going to say, I bet. Oh, I have two. I'm sorry. That's okay. Uh, more connects us than separates us. And then the wise build bridges and the foolish build barriers. Mm, yeah. I remember in 2018... And again, this time watching it, I was like, he's speaking to someone. Yeah. And that's as far as I'm going to go with it because my boyfriend didn't pick up on that. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that, that. yeah, there's a lot of people that love division. There's a lot of people that believe us versus them. There's a lot of people that is keeping people out. It's not one person. (laughs) And I mean that with all due respect. I I know what you're saying. But oh, I, okay. I believe it's it's speaking to a lot of people. Unfortunately, honestly. yeah. I, I I in my head specifically thought of I guess right one. right. No, I get it. And I I like that it like I like that it went boldly, like you said, right. To speak to that person who I'm sure didn't see the movie, but whatever. Sorry. Un- What's your thoughts, Clint? Unfortunately, I. <laughs> What's so funny, Emmy? I know what just happened and I love it. Oh, yeah. Sorry, it took me a while to unmute my mic. Yeah, um, yeah, that's yeah exactly the line you wrote down, Emmy, is the one I... So I wrote down this part too and, you know, more connects us than separates us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the other line you said, but that one right there stood out to me because that transcends to me it transcends race. It transcends religion. It transcends culture or country like humanity. We're humans. That's what we are. Um, unfortunately through history period, whether our time or the times we study in history, there have always been people, religion, us versus them. We're Mm -hmm. in, you're out, you know, governments we're in, you're out race. We're in, you're out religion i mean all of it, it always unfortunately yeah do, do what sorry no it, it, yes i agree i'm sorry i was just thinking out loud uh it it's always been a barrier that humankind <laughs> has it's been in our way our entire civilization and you know i'm not trying to sound like a beauty queen up here except in her speech for Miss America that I wish there was world peace, but unfortunately you, you, you like, look like one though. So that's nice. Oh, you sleep. You sleep. He's, a, he's um, in full drag tonight. He's, he's a, got that wig on and everything. <laughs> he is a beautiful man. But I think this spoke volumes. Uh, it spoke volumes in 2018 mm-hmm. and then watching it in 2020 with everything that's happened this year, it spoke even louder to me. Um, if people could see, the world and life through this lens, we'd be in a much, much better place now and going forward as mm-hmm. humans above everything else, humans. So 100%. Um, and one of the things that this speech reminded me of was uh, back in college, my ex-boyfriend drug me to see um, Edward James Olmos, who um, 
this is going to be the nerdiest sentence I ever say, um, plays a character in Battle Battlestar Galactica, mm-hmm. which is a fantastic show. Yep. If you haven't watched it, it is amazing. Bears beats beats black bears. It's bear, Battlestar Galactica. It's bears, bears beats. beats. Wow, bears beats. But Click. you know what? Click. Screw you guys. <laughs> Which bear is best? Oh. False. False black bear. Black bears. <laughs> well, that's up for interpretation. <laughs> oh, it's such a great scene. Anyways, sorry. Yeah. But Battlestar Galactica. So I hadn't started watching the show when my boy, my ex boyfriend, drugged me to see him. Um, he drugged like, you. I he, knew you no, were gonna do it. No. I knew you were gonna do it. I was like, he, I'm surprised he didn't jump on it the first time. <laughs> dragged me. He dragged you <laughs> by your hair, screaming, yes. caveman style. Yes. He was like, oh, oh, we go see Battlestar Galactica. Edward James almost. Oh, this is getting really off the rails. Amy, let's finish <laughs> anyway, this. Anyway, <laughs> yes. so he, he wasn't speaking about Battlestar Galactica. He had this whole beautiful, wonderful speech. It was like a whole hour that he just spoke about how um, we're, we're, uh, we're all part of one race, the human race. And I, I, I mean, obviously I was in college, so I was like, Wow. And like that impacted me. And like he does, he does a lot of really good things for. That's pretty amazing that he uses his platform to have that talk. People would think, oh, yes. let me tell you some funny things behind the scenes on the show. And he's using it yeah. for that. That's, that's remarkable. So Yeah. And he has, if you look into him, he's got a lot of uh, programs that he is into. Right. Um, but that's that whole one single tribe that mirrored that other nerdy aspect of my life where Battlestar Galactica and Edward James Olmos were all part of one race, the human race. Love one another. I I think that's, I think that's what we're trying to say. Love one another. You know, I mean, hug a bro, hug a bro. Um, so if it were only that simple, though, I wish, I wish. Um, so, um, I, I know we kind of went over this movie and, uh, we've definitely got quite a bit of content. Um, anything you guys want to cover before we head on out of here that we may have missed? Seriously. It's it's we're at two hours plus, Emmy. <laughs> you know we did this to cut down <laughs> on time. <laughs> okay, so we're just gonna cut Stanley. Oh gosh, I always feel horrible about that. Sorry. Yeah. He was at the scene with uh he was at the diamond and the 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 exchange between the diamonds and the uh vibranium and he's at the bar t- or no, he's at the the what is it? The casino table or something. The casino, Crap. yeah. Craps. The yeah. craps. Craps table. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> y'all let me talk. I can tell you things. The floor is yours. Go, oh, no, 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 no. no. Gonna You're going to say that. You no, go for it. No, 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 no. Carry on. My wayward son. There will be peace when you are done. It's been a few episodes. Guys, I appreciate it. Um, but no, he's like, I'm just going to keep these for safekeeping. Uh, it, it was it was pretty cool. It was a real decent speaking line. Uh, mm-hmm. And something about, though, seeing Chadwick and Stan next to each other, I almost teared up. I'm not going to lie. Um, mm-hmm. Seeing that we lost uh, Stan in 2019 and Chadwick in 2020. Those two, you know, just... I don't think we knew what we had. We did maybe, but like, I just, oh, beautiful scene. One of the best. Um, and uh, Stanley, love him and miss him. And Chadwick, love him and miss him. And both of them together here. Uh, heartbreaking almost, to be honest with you. I couldn't be like, oh, where does this one rank? And blah, blah, blah. It, it was just, this one was sad. This one was sad to see. Uh, these two that were groundbreaking in the. Give it to us, Jigsaw. All right. I want to play the game. 
going to be superhero best friends. Superhero best friends. That's what we are. It's a great, a great uh, theme song. Eh, okay. Best is stretching it. <laughs> <laughs> so we have, we've got the science bro, Tony and Mark Ruffalo, Bruce, Tony and Bruce. Mm-hmm. Tony and Mark. <laughs> That's uh, Bruce. Um, Bruce. Bruce. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So I, I want to play superhero best friends with like two people that haven't really met yet to this, to this point, because I know a lot of people meet in infinity war. So did you guys think that anybody, especially from this movie, watching this movie, do you think anybody is going to be best friends with anybody else who's already established? Oh, that's very broad. Can you narrow it down for my little mind? Okay. Can I give you my example? Yes. Shuri. That's exactly what I was about to say. I think. Yep. Keep going. And Zendaya, which is not her name. Her name is MJ. Shuri and MJ, Uh, I think would be, they both flip people off. They both, I mean, they are too cool. Like they would be awesome. I just think they're on different intelligence levels and that's no offense to MJ, but I just think Shuri's on another level. I was thinking more like Shuri and Banner or Shuri and Stark. I I don't know. I that's, but Banner Banner's very dry though. He wouldn't get along. Shuri still has that teenager aspect to her. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. I'm going to say Tony Stark and Shuri. I could see those guys that they just really mesh in well. Yeah, but he's no longer. We never get to see them together. I would I would like to see MJ and Shuri meet. Okay. Michael so, Jackson and yes. Shuri? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, what about uh I don't know, I feel like Umbaku and Drax. Ooh. Oh, that might work actually. But then, I don't know. Drax is very literal. Mbaku making the vegetarian joke. I don't know. Who knows? Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. I think there could be some riff there. I don't know if they'd be as close of friends ever. Um, I'm going to go with one. Uh, I'm going to go with Ulysses. Well, we'll never see him either. <laughs> Claw's gone. Okay, too. all right. But let's, wishful thinking. We'll, we'll play. It'll be a little bit of what, what if he. All right. Ulysses Claw. And... Um, well, he's already met a, a lot of the Avengers. I'm trying to think. Who has he not met? Think villain. Oh, I can see Loki. Claw and Loki. No. Claw uh, Claw and uh uh Vulture. No. Claw and the Claw. Jim Carrey. No. <laughs> Whiplash. Whiplash, yes. Ooh. Wait, really? Yes. What? That- Really? Oh, the bird guy and claw? Yes, because I love how you're trying to just oh, okay, yeah. okay. Because uh claw is like he'll he'll like carry it out, mm-hmm. but like he's got the brains and then I had that backwards. Yeah, I was about to say Whiplash has the brains. Yeah. Whiplash would Yeah. I think they would work together. Yeah. The brains of the brawn. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. That was a fun game. That was fun. <laughs> That was a blast. Had that much fun since tic tac toe. (laughs) Connect four is a winner, right? 
You know, Brandon won't let us play F Mary Kill anymore. You know what? That, well, you you're, but it kills the validity of the game because that was a part of the movie. And if we play it into every movie, it's not going to be as fun because it was in Spider Man. I love how it's Clinton that's more protective of it. You blame me, and then Clinton defends it. It's awesome. <laughs> like I was like, that was pretty hilarious. It's rare. Yeah. It's rare. Don't get your hopes up. I'm not, I never said my hopes were up. I was just stating uh, a fact. So, um, that was almost as fun as playing Operation. <laughs> Just, Operation's fun. No, it's not. That All game right. sucks. Oh, you know what else sucks? Card games. Card games suck. Bullshit. <laughs> you have never seen my family plays Uno like our life. Well, Uno's different. It. I'm talking card games. Like, what the hell is Uno if that's not a card game? Uno's, well, Uno's, It's. I'm talking like a deck of cards. Like Ace. You, should see, you should see my Grammy play Bridge. <laughs> the only card games I like besides Uno are phase 10 52 man pickup or 52 card pickup or whatever where you just throw the cards everywhere and (laughs) that's a fun game to you slapjack clinton chaos agent war war is fun War's good. Do yeah, you but do those the like poker and oh, I love, all the other co- I love, pokers. Only one. I love Hold'em. Uh, I love Texas Hold'em. That's a fun game. I like Blackjack. Blackjack's pretty. I like good. Slapjack. I like Slapjack too. I use anticipation. I don't know. I did you not like Go Fish I'm... as a child? Did you not ever play Go Fish? Or Old Maid? I used to love Old Maid. Oh uh, yeah. I don't. Or crazy. No, Oh, so crazy. It's good. Listen, Slapjack was my favorite, but I don't think as an adult now with anxiety that I could deal with that game. <laughs> I We used to play a game in high school called Stressful. Like, Rap Crew <laughs> that was like Slapjack, but it was like you could slap if it was like nine, eight, nine, like if it was two cards of the same between a card or if it was doubles or Ooh, there was like some. I can see card. Clinton just wilting under this. Like he's like, was, oh, hell no. <laughs> That's Clinton right now. Oh, hell no. <laughs> It was like a it was like a ritualistic like who's the king of the castle for that day. Like it was like the the challenges in in a black Sounds game. so fun. Mm. Yeah. Three fun facts, Emmy. What do you got? Well, I wasn't completely done saying that. <laughs> <laughs> when I notice the conversation's going somewhere, I pick it back up. It's like, no, we gotta keep it down here. <laughs> so. Yeah, of course. Okay, no, I wasn't completely done saying that. Um Shuri film that that part when she's showing the kinetic energy the suit capabilities she films that and 100 percent zendaya watched it 152 times that's a real thing it would be friends oh okay Got like it. she filmed when when it kicks him back yeah and like, oh the, yes yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. for yeah. research purposes <laughs> i just love the way yeah yes yes yeah, and that's more of her being like just like a typical teenager. Like I'm gonna film everything and upload mm-hmm. it and post it, and yeah. The um, what that part wasn't there a part where their shoes she shows him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I told like you little things that he steps on, and they're they're encrypted with like Wakandan language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she calls them sneak- sneakers. Yes. Well, one of the Wakandan. Uh, so there's two words, but one of them is translated to air, H E I R, and oh. it makes it funny that. Like Air like Jordans. Air Jordans. That's really cool, actually. Anyway. Very cool. And Michael Jordan's in this movie. He is. Michael B. Jordan is in this movie. Clinton took a second to get that. He was actually confused for a second. Oh, if you could only see <laughs> facial expressions on this audio podcast. I wasn't confused. Ah, he's lying. All right. Amy. 
All right. Three fun facts. Three fun facts. All right. So that first, the first scene that you see, they're talking about, like, it, it makes it seem like they're trying to do something bad. What they're trying to do is break, um, <laughs> mm, Joe Blues. Yes. The, like the woman he loves out of prison, which would also be Eric Killmonger's mother. Um, oh, wow. obviously they failed to do that. And so he's left orphaned because she dies in prison. I did not know. Are that. these fun facts? Okay. Yeah. Facts. Okay. They're just facts. Okay. Three okay. facts. That one's a fact. All right. Two facts. Ooh. Two more facts. Um, the three cities that they're trying to send weapons to. Did you guys catch this? No. No. All right. It was New York, London, and Hong Kong. <gasps> the site of both, uh, all three of the Doctor Strange, the uh, uh, the buildings, the Sanctum Santorum. No, no, no. What am I talking about? I don't remember. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the San- Sanctum Santorums. <sighs> I, don't I don't know that that's right. I don't know. <laughs> Sanctuary. Yes, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Awesome. And You're right. That's right. Thank you. And Dormammu in Hong Kong. Um, uh, I always got his name wrong. What's his name? Mil... Milkith? Malekith. Malekith? Not not Milky. Malekith. Yes. Milky. Milky. What did Milky want? Yeah. Milky and Loki. That sounds good. The three battles, or three of the battles that we've seen. Mm -hmm. Nice. And then finally, they keep talking about, like, praise be to Bast, um, who is an Egyptian goddess of protection. Cats. I'm with her on this. Black Panther. Perfume. Fertility, ooh. pregnancy, ooh. <laughs> children, ooh. music, the arts, and warfare. Warfare. <laughs> warfare. <laughs> if you were asleep listening to this, you're awake now. Hi. Yeah. Welcome back to the MCU interview. We know you. we put you to sleep for the last two hours, but we're glad you're here. <laughs> Just waking you up with some warfare. <laughs> warfare. All of those were so innocent. She's the goddess of like all these wonderful things. That's really cool. I did like not cats and warfare. warfare. Yeah. And children and warfare. Warfare. <laughs> all right. That's all. I'm done. Cool. Well, we are now at the credits part of our podcast. Uh, I did not write any down. Uh, this movie, I was kind of a little emotionally drained. Even this podcast, I'm emotionally drained. I know like it, just because this one hits so much deeper and because of his passing, like it's hard for me to talk about it. I'm almost a little uncomfortable sometimes. Cause I'm like, I'm just, uh, it's, it's odd. I know, but like, I just, this movie's hard to watch now. This movie is, I appreciate the performance. I absolutely love it. But this is, this was difficult watch for me. Like I even, I think I texted you both <laughs> in the middle of watching this movie. I wasn't done with the movie when I texted you. I was like, guys, this Yeah, one- what'd you say? I didn't read it. <laughs> you responded to me. Actually, you were the first one to respond to me. So. <laughs> with the like, middle finger. The listeners don't know that. <laughs> yeah, but it was like, this movie's hitting me hard. This, uh, I miss him. I miss Chadwick. And, uh, you know, this, this. This episode in this movie, it's I don't know. So when the credits rolled, to be honest with you, I was like, uh, I stepped I stepped away for a second, just kind of tuned out. So, uh, Emmy, what do you got for your post credits scenes, or your post credits? Sorry, credits. What do you have for your credits? How many do you got? I have eight. <laughs> you have eight. Well, I'm glad I didn't have any. <laughs> so let's get through the eight and start from the worst to the best. Let's build this up. <laughs> I, this is, you know, honestly, it's going to be hard to do that because I got some pretty.
pretty good ones. Oh, okay. Well, let's start from the best to the best. I'll be the judge of that. Clinton's very harsh. All right. Judge Clinton, back in session. <laughs> hear ye, hear ye. They don't say that, Brandon. Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> this ain't a Monty Python movie. Okay, sorry, guys. But I wish it was. <laughs> all right, so first of all, we have Eric Killmonger, Michael B. Jordan. Could you imagine if you have the same name as a basketball player and you're trying to make your own career? Get out of my courtroom. <laughs> I... I kid you not, guys, I will confess right now. Someone convinced me that he was Michael Jordan's son, and I argued with someone. <laughs> Don't tell people in public this story. Convinced. I know. I know. I shouldn't. I really shouldn't. But it's true, and I'm sorry. Someone. It was someone else who convinced me. It was probably one of my students. It was probably Project Brandon. Probably. You know what? It probably was. <laughs> it got so real. She's like, you know what? It was that guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think we watched this one together. Um, okay. So here's, this is one that I love the name and I kind of want to highlight him just a bit. Um, he was, he played a militant leader. Uh, I need to sing for a bit. So I'm sorry. Whoa, Black Betty. Bamba Jan, Bamba. <laughs> <laughs> Clinton's laughing. That was a good one. No, I'm laughing at the. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Bamba what Jam was the Bamba. name? Bamba Jam Bamba. You just Whoa, went right Black into Daddy. it. You didn't Bamba separate Jam. the song. Oh, okay. All right. Redo. Mulligan. Oh, no, no. Carry on. This are. <laughs> um. Okay. So he is a dreamer. He is part of the DACA thing he came from the ivory coast and he um in 2017 um came out that his parents brought him here when he was 10 and he has i read an article about him because it is it's it's amazing what he's gone through to be in this movie i mean it's great but yeah so he is an immigrant from the ivory coast cool stuff bamba jam bamba <laughs> all right and now i hear black song it was all really good well said but now i hear that so i'm gonna i'm gonna turn that one around i'm sorry i uh emmy uh you don't get to do that in my courtroom <laughs> well well deserved emmy if that's thank you, thank you yeah all right um our stunt performer jane oshida is back <laughs> he was from ant-man um we also have another stunt performer his name is prophet well i'm assuming his Profit muscle. Not great. Not great. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> we wanted to chase waterfalls, but instead we have our ADR loop group who is chasing Kim. Okay, I don't need a sound effect after each one. Okay. Yeah, and I said I liked it, and Brandon played it anyway. I think this needs to be a cohesive decision. <laughs> I love having the soundboard. It's nice. Off the rails. Yes. All right. Amy. All right. I'm going to surprise you one day, and I'm going to have a damn soundboard. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you guys, and I'm just going to press it. Fart noise, fart noise, fart noise, fart noise. <laughs> 
All right. Our digital matte painter, Anita Borksock. <laughs> I read it as Borscock. All right. You should. <laughs> it looks like Borscock, and then I looked at it, and it's actually Borksock. <laughs> Sorry, this is Clinton's wife. Spells everything. <laughs> so, what is it, Clinton? What's wrong? No. No, provide feedback. What's going on? Nothing. Hey, how are you feeling? Tell us how you feel right Let's now. Let's get through this. It's painful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, our post visual artist, uh, Richard, which you can shorten to Dick, Matt Sashita. <laughs> Said I didn't need a sound effect after each one. But I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, our uh, additional photography, Akira Fukasawa. <laughs> Clint's, Clint's looking at the ceiling. Oh. Akira Fukasawa. <laughs> All right, and our senior lighting TD, which I'm assuming means touchdown. Touchdown! Titans! Senior lighting touchdown. New per Mahadik. Can you say that faster, please? Mahadik. <laughs> Mahadik. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are bad. I don't know why I led with like, I should have put the bar down. I should have put the bar low. <laughs> Is and then, like, these them? are all shit. <laughs> That's all of them. Was that all of them? Clinton, you yeah. can come back to the podcast now. Yeah. Listen, you said these were all good. <laughs> Akira Fukasawa is not good. Fukasawa? Fukasawa. Matt Sushita. <laughs> Chase Kim. Chase Kim is the worst. Poor, poor Kim. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. I'm done. I'm done with this. <sighs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Oh, Black Betty Bam Jam. <laughs> oh man, Dang, that was last. That, that, I should have said that one for last. Oh, you should have. That was really funny. Um, so we, closing thoughts on this movie. Uh, I, I'm gonna. I've yeah. I think we've said almost everything we can say about it. To be honest with you, Clinton will leave with you since you look like you really want to talk right now. What's your closing uh, thoughts? I forgot everything after that. So, um, good movie. Good movie. Good All right, Amy. I, n- okay, Clinton, you're gonna act like that, and then when I turn it over, you're gonna. <laughs> what do you think? I had to clear my throat. My you had to mute your mic and burp is what you had to do. Uh, Again? I don't mm, prove it. Anyway, <laughs> um, I think this movie is gonna forever. Like, well, how do I word it? It's going to transcend its time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it broke records in 2018. It really stood out for 20. 20- Did you just mute your mic again? What happened? I'm not sure. I can only assume that he farted. I think he farted. I think he sharted. No, himself. I had to. I had to burp. Um, <laughs> bad timing, Clinton. What is what is a burp but a fart uh, from was, the mouth? I was in serious mode too and lost it. But 
I think that it transcends its time. I know watching it now was very eye-opening to even where we're at now. And this movie was on the screen two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, the undertones of this movie, the everything about it, the costume design, the villain, the hero, the supporting characters, the casting. I mean, just everything about this movie blew me away. And it will forever be in my top of movies, I feel like, for the MCU. Even going forward, and I know that's a bold statement, but this movie, like you said, Brandon, had a lot of bold things to say. You know what I'm saying? It it was straightforward, and we didn't expect it. I didn't expect it. Right. Mm-hmm. When they had these bold things they would say in these in this movie, especially at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's forever going to be a favorite of mine, and I will always... Love this movie. Amy, what were your thoughts before I get us on out of here? I, okay. So you chose the word bold. I think that I would choose the word diverse. Beautiful. Oh. Also, I mean, yeah, obviously there's a ton of words that you can use to describe this movie. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, diverse, uh, bold. I mean, it is, it truly is. Like, and I, I mentioned at the beginning, like I loved how it impacted my kids because they got to see a black superhero, but like, also there were the badass females that we talked about in there, mm-hmm. the smart females in there. Um, and I just, I really enjoyed this movie. I feel like opening up a door for a lot of kids. And I, I, I think that's my, my favorite part of this movie. Um, yeah, obviously it's it's visually stunning. It's a it's a good movie. It's a good story. And I now that I'm thinking about it, like I said at the beginning, it's not in my top five, but I'm gonna have to go back and look and like why isn't it in my top five? Right. Because I, it's 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 one that I'm gonna have to look at again. Yeah, this this movie, uh, it's it's at the it's really close to my top five. Honestly, right now it's kind of hovering around a six or seven mark. It's in my top ten though. Don't get me wrong, but it's it's one of my all time Marvel Studios favorites. Um, you know, and it was nominated for Best Picture, and it won Best Production Design, Best Costume Design, and Best Original Score, all Oscars. Um, really wonderful stuff, and Chadwick Boseman his performance this one this rewatch kind of elevated the movie up for me going into it i thought it was like number six number seven i might have to reevaluate it as well and i look forward to having an episode where we talk about our top five top ten marvel movies ever um i think it's going to be really fascinating especially with so many good movies now that we've talked about and so many still left to go to be honest um when it, I'm just really looking forward to those discussions. But this movie, just to get back on track, um, this movie, this, this opened the door that superheroes are for everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, rem- yes. I remember walking into the theater and smiling ear to ear because the audience was a very different audience than I was used to seeing. And I saw smiles. I saw laughs. I saw cheers. I, I, I saw people that saw themselves in a movie that they hadn't before where they were always the sidekick. And, uh, it really just, that was one of the most powerful moments at a midnight showing I had ever had. And I was so blessed and thankful to be a part of it. And those lines that hit that we talked about where 
you know, we're more alike than we, you know, than we are different. Uh, the wise build bridges while the foolish build barriers, um, you know, and uh, bury me with my ancestors because, you know, it, it's these all hit for a lot of different people. And the bold choices that I will go back to that word, that Marvel Studios, that Ryan Coogler, that Chadwick Boseman, that Michael B. Jordan, or anyone on this set that chose to use their voice on this movie was remarkable. And it was a, a beautiful piece of storytelling. And I encourage everyone to uh, look at this movie, learn something from this movie. Um, it's not just about a superhero in a Panther costume. It's not, it's a, it's about equality. It's about learning. It's about outreach. It's about being a better man. And it's about, we're more alike than we are different. And that, that is something that sticks with me now. It stuck with me when I saw the movie and also, <sighs> I just, selfishly, selfishly speaking, I just wish we could have had more Chadwick Boseman in this mm -hmm. cinematic universe. I wish we could have enjoyed him for many more years to come. This was the role that he dreamed of. This was the role mm -hmm. that he wanted more than anything in this world. And, and he, he excelled at. He played it beautifully. And there will never be another Black Panther. There will never be another Black Panther. Chadwick Boseman is Black Panther. And there can be other actors that come down the road. There can be other portrayals. Don't get me wrong. But Black Panther is Chadwick Boseman in my heart forever. And um, he is missed. He is uh, incredibly, incredibly missed. And what a wonderful movie that he was able to put out. Um, and uh, very thankful that this is in canon to a cinematic universe that I care so deeply about. And i uh, it's an honor to watch his performance on the screen. So, so yeah, Black Panther, solid, solid, great movie. Um, love it. And, uh, yeah. And Black Panther will return in Avengers infinity war. That is said at the end of the credits there. And guess what guys, Avengers infinity war. Shall we already give everyone a heads up that it's going to be a three parter? I, I don't know if a I'm three part, a three parter. I'm, I'm joking. I'm sorry, but like this movie it's probably going to be at least a two-parter. Yeah, and I probably... Oh, I was going with like a five or six. Oh, awesome. Mm -hmm. See, Emmy, there you go. <laughs> yeah. No, but Avengers Infinity War is up next, ladies and gentlemen. We we really appreciate you listening this week to Black Panther and last week to Thor Ragnarok. We're here at Avengers Infinity War, and I would even say more than Endgame, this movie was hyped beyond belief. The third Avengers movie, Thanos, coming to the big screen. Uh this one, there's a lot to cover, and this this one might be arguably my favorite of all time, Avengers Infinity War. So uh, I'm really, really excited to look for that. Um, so watch Avengers Infinity War. I have not watched it on purpose since we started this MCU journey because I wanted mm -hmm. to wait for this moment, and I'm excited to – I'll probably watch it more than once, to be honest with you. Uh -huh. And it was hard not to watch it. Exactly. Exactly. Like, it came up a couple of times in my recommended, mm -hmm. and I, I I came really close. But Avengers Infinity War, join us next week. If it's a two-parter, we'll probably <laughs> we'll probably stretch it out. We probably won't release five or six hours of content all at once at you. He, who knows how long it's going to be. But it's going to be an amazing time. So uh, going to be... Gonna be a lot of good stuff. So, Amy Clinton, we're about to head on out of here. Uh, do you guys have anything else before we say goodbye? 
Go ahead, Emmy. <laughs> if I may. Meow. <laughs>